Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd. If he says potato salad or swear to God. Those expressions are comedic, little darling. If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin. And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt. Todd's almost always joking when he says, edit it out. The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted. Other podcasts in before his get started. The intros are recorded on a phone, but don't worry. The audio of the show is at a higher quality. You know the Podcasters Association. Voted the Todd Glass Show with number one. So welcome to the show. You want a gritty opening? Is that what you wanted? <laughs> you want it to be gritty. Oh, they're on the road. Todd Glass. Dylan Jones. <laughs> Dylan Myers. Dylan, what's your last name? It's Jones. I knew. See, I said it right the first time. You said it right the first time. I'm going home from the show at the Portland Helium. We just had a show. It's Thursday night. Yes, you're hearing this on Friday if you listen to the show as soon as it drops. Which so I know I don't, you're doing. Yeah, I don't know when they're going to listen to it, but I do know, I can tell you we recorded it Thursday. What's the date? Uh, 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 oh, March 21st. March 21st. But to, but today, technically today, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Yeah, is the 20 is March 22nd. Is the 22nd. But it feels like the 21st late at night. It's past midnight. And uh, we had a great show. Uh Dylan Jones was in the band. He was 
My friends Portland's go, going great, Mom. Portland's going great. He <laughs> plays the iPad. Leave him alone. And uh, opening the show tonight, he did a great job. I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, oh, Dylan Jenkins. Dylan Jenkins. Opening the show. You know, Dylan. I'm sorry if you had to hear the opening of this podcast. <laughs> I tried to give the opportunity to show you a little love, and he choked on your name. It's so embarrassing. He did a great job, too. And we have shows tonight. It's Friday. Two shows, the 22nd, and then the 23rd. We have two shows on Saturday. All right, that's enough. For people that don't live in Portland, I'm driving them crazy. This was a family show tonight. You're about to hear today, whenever you're listening. This is a family show. How do you like all that background noise? That's Dylan's car. It's a 99 Saturn. It's okay. It's getting me back to the hotel, and I'm loving it. And I might order a pizza. <laughs> what? <laughs> See, we know how to. We know how to deliver. We deliver. We commit the bitch. We commit the bitch. We commit the fucking bitch. I fucking commit. I hear people all the time saying like, "Oh, I'm afraid of commitment." We commit. We commit. We commit to these. We commit to these bits. We commit to these bitches. My name's Tony Scampoletti. My Tony Scampoletti. I commit to these bitches. I fucking. I know these bitches. My name's not Tony Scampoletti. Then I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing. Hey, if committing to bits is wrong, I want to be right. Hey, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. If committing to bitch is wrong, then I don't want to be right. Right. All right, everybody. Be nice. Go be nice. Can't you be nice? Um, Wow, these intros are so long. It's so luxurious. Wow, someone's having a good year. It's a family show. Wow, you spoil me. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go to Denny's and eat breakfast? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go to Denny's and eat breakfast. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. You're hearing us. You're hearing the sound of two young gentlemen who living life. Wait. This, oh, yeah. Okay. We're good. We're Enjoy good. the show. It's a family show. And I let you know who's there. So you're great. And we're going to go to Denny's. And I'm going to have a great breakfast. I'm going to really enjoy it. All right. The Todd Glass Show, everybody. You're going to love the way you laugh. Aristotle, take whatever time you need. Welcome back to another episode of the Todd Glass Show. Todd Glass has just showed himself from behind the curtains wearing a a shirt that says, I'm Todd Glass. This is the only podcast in which you can hear in your ears. That's right, no other podcast can be heard like this. Stop the bed!
Maybe you should try saying hold the band. What did I say? You were saying stop. What's wrong with stop the band? Yeah, it just seems like it wasn't working. Did you like my shirt? I love it. His shirt says, I'm Todd Glass. Get your shirt. Oh, my God. Your mic isn't coming through. Oh, it's not? Is there a switch on it? Let's make an edit. Yeah, how about that? There we go. All that time I was talking, nobody heard me? Well, I mean, you were in the background, so it just sounds like you were still yelling in the room. Wow, I love it. Let me tell you something. I love opening big, but then I don't want to go big for the whole... We might do a double tonight. So I I don't have to go big the whole two hours. I don't have to go big the whole two hours, so I just uh, slow down, go big, open the show, take a deep breath. I can be wherever I want to be. Nobody's in a hurry but you. Nobody's in a hurry but me. Should we put our headphones on? Does Does Duncan have uh, headsets over there? Can somebody? You have cans. Oh, you know the you know the talk. You were hoping to get to use some of the slang. How's that? Vinny, you do not have. So let me let me just. Everybody, tonight is, 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 a, is a family show. I'm very happy that it is. Eric Calver is here on drums. And then Aaron Simon. What's that? Oh, I love it. Give me a little bit of a... So soft. A little softer, a little softer. Don't make a meal out of it. A little softer. Now, Aaron Simon is on keyboards tonight. He looks great. Look at the band. They have like, they're two George Carr and they got not only their black shirts, but their black jackets. They got the ties, they got sunglasses, bow ties, they, jackets. We don't normally have jackets. Everybody's got a jacket tonight. Duncan, we did it up. We were like, Duncan's coming, let's. Now you look, we want us to be comfortable, them to be uncomfortable. So, Aaron, uh, so hold on, slow That's down. That's our goal, for them to be uncomfortable. Wow, I'm in such a good mood. Thank you. Wow, it's right. the most unattractive cymbal playing I've ever heard. Um, so hold on, hold on one second, hold on. You can just drop it on the floor, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Stop the band! So, um... So, uh, 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 what, what's your name, sir? You go by your real name, or do you want people to know? <laughs> okay. Uh, on saxophone tonight, to George Carlin. To George Carlin on saxophone, Mr. Uh, Mr. V, you know, Mr. Mr. Vinny. Pu- wow. Beautiful, huh? <laughs> so, and then drums, we have, you know, we went through that, so we're happy to have you guys. Uh, Duncan, uh, uh, let me introduce everybody else first. Aristotle, of course, he's here. Nice and slow. Why do you think it is that every show, I think for people listening, it's, it's most of the time us, but it's not always us. I want to know, they know what the room looks like. Everybody listening knows what the room looks like, mm-hmm. but to know who's here. So Aristotle's here. John Brand Wagner, I think you've only missed one show in the whole time you've been here. And that's and that was when, your fault. That was my fault <laughs> because I uh, tried to shoot him. Oh, that is that, that's my there, there's my improv skills. <laughs> and then Eric Olson is right across from me. Woo! Wow. So <laughs> thank you. So here's what I want to do. Folks, I want to tell you if you're familiar with my stand-up and you like it, I want you to go check out Gary Goldman on the road. Go find out when Gary Goldman is at a, at a club near you. Can you hear in your head in your headsets? Go find out where Gary Goldman is at a club next to you. I decided I'm going to promote him after all my shows, live, on the road. 
Go, hey, you know, if you th- I hope you think I was funny tonight. I guess if you if you thought I was funny and you trust my judgment, go check out Gary Goldman. He's going to say it about me. Share our audience, you know. That's what I want to start great. doing. Someone uh, just asked me for advice because they're going to start doing uh, stand-up. And I said, uh, oh, yeah, follow Gary Goldman. Fo- follow that, Gary that's Goldman. That's the advice you need. He gives clean, great advice. Not, not advice that's tangible and doable. Well, we have good advice, too, on this show. Uh, for instance, you said... Oh, uh, drink milk. It uh, helps your funny bumps. Yeah, so he has, he has his advice and we have ours. But to George Carlin, if, if you want some great tips, go follow Gary Goldman. And by the way, certain comedians might not need the tips he's giving. Some might be past that. But you know what? It's all over the place. Some comedians have been doing it one year and could use his tips. Sometimes you've been doing it 20 years and you're like, oh, I never thought about that. That's a good little tip. I it's- just saw one uh, the other day because a lot of comedians complain about having to do a radio. Mm-hmm. And he made it very simple that uh, that's the biggest audience you're going to get all weekend and and prepare and go in there and treat it with respect even though well whatever it is now nowadays it's there are still radio that's very big in certain markets but if it's not the radio it could be a podcast in that market go go in there treat it with respect and and because uh, yeah that's you're promoting the show but anyway that's like a no, no-brainer type of a thing but uh you know gary goldman uh you know so so there's that that's the, his advice you know, my advice is like I had a bit I was trying to work out about. Uh, I love I love juicy booty. Ooh, and whoa, was that hey. no? Okay, so and then John and then Eric Olson. Did I did I? Uh, Eric Olson is here, sitting right across from me, not in his normal place. We didn't know how to arrange the room, you know. So we wanted to because uh, your back is always to somebody. But I see everybody. I like the sunglasses guys in the band. We should get a picture of them. And uh, we even got something for Duncan, didn't we? Get a little. Duncan Birmingham. Yeah, that's right. Duncan Birmingham. Duncan Birmingham. What if you lied to somebody what Duncan you were doing Birmingham. tonight? You know what I mean? They're like, said, oh, my Duncan sister Birmingham. passed away. <laughs> then they're listening to a podcast. I like it when it all stops. So here's, we're going to go nice and slow. And then here's what sh- I like to tell people what you're going to do. Right now, yeah, we're going to talk about Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. What's and I'm gonna the tell deal you, with Jerry Seinfeld? What's the deal with Jerry Seinfeld? We're going to talk about it. I'm going to explain everything I want to explain. I tried to do it in a quick... In a, you know, Aaron, Aaron Simon was trying to edit something together because... And I thought, you know, I don't do well in short stings. I have to, I have to talk it out. And and um, but then maybe if 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 Aaron feels he can take what we talked about on this show and do something with it, that's great. So, uh, and by the way, I have a new expression that I like. It's called "It doesn't have to be your fault to be your responsibility." Doesn't that sound right? And basically, I'm thinking of affirmative action or anything. You know, or, or people that were marginalized in years past, and people go, "I wasn't even around. I grew up poor." So, so you think I have to argue that it's your fault to get you to join in because you're right. You as yourself, you have nothing to do with it. Oh, my God, you were not even alive then, or you were two, or you were dead, or please, of course this wasn't because of your actions. So if you think the only way I can get you to talk is convince you it's your fault, if the only way you want to help if it's your fault, genuinely with no snarkiness, if the only reason you want to help is because it's your fault, or the only reason you're willing to do anything because it's your fault, I would say then don't do anything. But some people might feel, oh, no, no, of course it's not my fault. But I think it could still be my responsibility and maybe even eager to do it. But anyway, I move on. So we're going to talk about Jerry Seinfeld. We're going to break it down. I'm also going to talk about why I want to talk about it. And we're going to do a little a tribute to Brody. Brody Stevens Brody. And, uh, yeah, let's, I, I don't, that's a good idea. Um, John just got some fresh air. So we're going to talk about Seinfeld for about, uh, you know what? 
Aristotle, you think you can keep, we can keep it at 15 minutes? I mean, that's up to you. That is up to me, <laughs> Aristotle. By the way, I got some cool stuff from Stitch Fix. Can I tell you something? I mean this. I say it every time. Every so often, they'll give me a sponsor. And remember once, a long time ago, I said, do I? I don't. I don't. It's not that I even thought badly of this product. I don't even remember what it was. I just didn't relate with it. They go, oh, no. Aristotle goes, you don't have to. And yeah, you don't have to do. So I got some stuff from Stitch Fix. And then I, I kept something, kept two things. And, but then I sent them very specific things. that I, I go, oh, let me, let, me adapt, let me change my profile. Let me change what I want. And they, they, they took it. They, they did it. They right. did it. They sent me some really thin, thin jackets. So you jackets. just send back if they happen to send you something you don't it's quite not, love. You, you can send it back and they'll you, take care of it. Sometimes you just you, you don't need to re uh, you don't re, to need to redefine what you're looking for. It's just you know maybe you took two things and you think oh they did a great job. It just happened like these two things. But if you feel you want to adjust it, you know say hey you know I, I remember again I could really use these jackets that or hey at this point all I need is this so please just send me or oh you know what I said large but I mean. And they, they, it's like some, it's, look, it's only going to be successful, a company like this, if they're doing what I'm praising them for. Because otherwise, it's like, yeah, there was a good idea, but then I sent them this, they didn't really act according. No, they sent me back some stuff. I'm like, it's like you picture someone reading it and going, anyway, I'm not getting paid for this, by the way, to George Carlin. Wow, Vinny plays the bass, too. Is that the bass wow. or is that a guitar? What was that, John? Thank you very much. Hey, guys, no bias. I wanted to ask someone unbiased. Don't bullshit me. Guys in the band, just the guys in the band. Do you think I'm cool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Bro. Super fucking so cool, bro. No, no, no. Be honest. Be on Hey, 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 hey. Be honest. Dude, you're cool as shit. Yeah. Of course. You're fucking cool as All right, all right. You know how much fun this is on the road? That's great. I go, guys, why would I lie? Guys, didn't I used to do, uh, didn't I used to dive off cliffs? Oh, yeah. yeah, you're like the biggest cliff diver I know. Why would the band lie for me? You were sponsored by Red Bull. So what are we going to do? Uh, we're going to talk about Jerry Seinfeld. We're going to talk about Jerry Seinfeld's, and I'm going to break it down why I think it's worth talking about. And then we're going to, we're going to have a little tribute to Brody. We have a great song by Alex, Alec White. Alec White. You know his, band, his band's name? Someone the said White it. White Stripes. No. <laughs> Father, oh, damn it, I hate not knowing it. Family business. And we thought one of his songs was appropriate. And it actually, what the song is about, in the beginning you think it's just, well, we'll talk about that when we set it up. What am I getting ahead of myself for? So... Jerry Seinfeld, Brody, a little tribute, and then we'll take like a quick break. I mean like a two-minute break, and then we're just going to get silly. Hey, it doesn't mean we can't be silly when we're talking about Jerry Seinfeld, but I want everyone listening. I, w <laughs> I, w <laughs> I want everybody listening to know. Jerry Seinfeld, Brody, Harris. We can throw Harris in there. We can do a little tribute to Harris. We happen to have Eric in here on drums, and you know Brody's infatuation with drums, so we may be in there somewhere. We could do a drum solo. And uh, here we go. Can so, I ask you a question before yeah. we do that? Oh, Jesus, uh, what the fuck? I'm, I'm sorry. To the point where you said it doesn't have to be your fault to be your responsibility. Sure. Can you clarify that? Really? Yeah. We're good to the, no, I'm the glad you asked. Because I was thinking like in the way that, uh, you know how sometimes after there's a terrorist attack, like they would say, oh, where, why aren't all the Muslims speaking out? You know? And then I got thinking about that recently about this new uh, shooting at the mosques. Like, uh, how come there's no demand for white people to speak out? There should be. 
yeah, that that I guess no, there shouldn't be. It's not, you know, it's that's a fucking wacko radical that has nothing to do with me, just like any other terrorist has nothing to do with any other Muslim. Right. I think I understand, but I'm not sure what you're saying. Uh, Does anybody else understand what he's saying? Yes, but I think you guys are talking about two. Yeah, that, that's so. why, that's why I wanted you to clarify it because uh, yeah, I, I was thinking. Uh, I'm glad you- I could see like on the other point, like maybe. Uh, uh, I'm going way off topic here. No, we're like talking. I'll, I'll clean it up for you. I think. Oh, I might have a moment of clarity. Look, uh, let's let's be fair to everybody. Let's maybe pretend we're talking about the most involved people. They get involved. You can still only take on so many causes, causes. So just because you're not helping with something, what I'm saying is, don't spit on the people that are helping. And just because it's not your fault, I'm basically thinking of like you know, but when we try to give land to to Native Americans, or I was when say we maybe like slavery wasn't slavery our right. fault, but it's still our it's, responsibility. It, yeah, why not? We, we can still talk right, about right. That's uh, fix. Okay, exactly, I got it. exactly. Okay, so here I want to let me set this up. I'm going to go so slow. I'm going to be so proud of the way I analyze this. John, here we go. You ready? My All right, here we go. All right, you ready? So I'm going to put this all together. If anybody's heard this part, I apologize, but you know me, I always say the same thing. I don't take for granted everybody listens to every show. You think, you've oh, I've said this 15 times. Everybody knows that I didn't come into this having any problem with Jerry Seinfeld. I don't know that. And I don't want to say it in passing, like, oh, I, know, I used to love Jerry Seinfeld. No, I want to soak it in, because I'll tell you what my fantasy is, if, if he ever heard it, and this is all he heard, they would understand where this comes from. I did not come into this, and it also answers the question, am I just stirring up something? Like, I won't even get people to listen to this if I don't say this first, a preface to the preface. Todd, come on. Even people that, let's say, love me might go, really, Todd? This is about this PC thing he said in the colleges. Is this worth Come, Are you just, I mean, I'll defend myself, but I, what I mean is I get it. it it's, a nor, it's, a, it's, it's a justifiable thing to think. To go, come on, like, really? There was the thing, the joke wasn't even that bad, and Todd, come on. Like, how am I going to grab someone's ear if they're just going, I love you, but, you know, I, I fantasize that person uh, because I think they're out there, and they're, that, you know, just because they're not 100% with me all the time doesn't mean I write them off, that, but I don't want to lose them. Or someone that maybe even is, like, to grab anybody I can, even someone that, that doesn't agree with me ever, and would for some reason hear me talking about this to go, it's a good question. It just seems like, get a fucking life. Like, I'm all into issues. But, Todd, you, I will explain why I think it's worth it. But also keep in mind that, Jerry, I don't go into this with any problem, and then it will become a two-way conversation, there's nothing, I promise. There's nothing personal. There's nothing personal. I always respected Jerry Seinfeld. His love for comedy, his, his cleanness in explaining it, um, his show... Uh, his, his show I still love. It proves how good that goddamn show is. That even with this, I watch it and I love it. And even when he did commercials, I remember we had this ca- a casual conversation when he was doing American Express commercials. I'm like, look at his commercials. Even they're stylistic. He doesn't try to be cheesy funny. He just goes with style. He would go down the bat with the cart and it would be just look cool. Like he, the guy did an American Express ad and it still was within. It, it looked it looked cool. Right. And the show and then the movie. Uh, I am comedian. Oh no, the movie was uh, comedian. What was the movie where he toured around? It was right after Seinfeld ended, and it was a movie about with Orny. With Orny, and and let me. It's funny you mention that because he d- he did put a litmus test on Ori on Orny Adams, who I thought. Look, I didn't know Orny then. Now Orny is Orny, and I've grown to have affection for him. But he's Orny, and 
I I remember liking that Jerry did that because I thought he deserved it. Oh, if a comedy doesn't work out, I'm going to do this next. And Jerry was like, what are you going to do? You know, what do, what do you mean? Why are you giving your... It's just, I forget the details of it because it's been so long, but I remember whatever Jerry was saying to him. Look, he didn't create Ordie Adams. He saw this person and he, and he, and he uh, let him be who he was. He didn't edit him into looking the way he was. He just fairly... De- I'm allowed to do that. It was a, did, did he have a problem with Orny? What did Orny ever do to him? Nothing. And I, same thing with me to Jerry. I'm doing what you did to Orny. I find something you did, and it, it, it really got, it, it bothers me. So there we get that all out of the way. And I didn't pass by it. Oh, I used to love Jerry. I really, I think people would believe me if they heard this, because you should. It's true. But then when he stumbled upon the PC thing, and I'm going to play it, instead of talking it, which I'm king of doing, setting up clips, I'm going to play it out the way it happened. He just, one more thing if I'm keeping anybody. And I'd have every right to bring it up even if it wasn't brought up again. I could say, remember this thing from four months ago? But it didn't. He brought it up again mm-hmm. because he was on a show with Ron Benning. Uh, no, with... Um, with uh, Ricky Gervais. With Ricky Gervais. Was that the first show when he said enough already? Okay, play the Ricky Gervais interview. This is how it came up. If I'm in the right area about two, a month ago, or even less, it came up. And, and, and here's why I think it is absolutely worth talking about. Uh, hold on, let me say one more thing. Because, look, there's a passion, there's passion on both sides. We don't even have to get to the argument yet. Like, I can at this time show respect for the other side. Some people feel shredding comedy. I feel, like Stuart Lee, it's a small price to pay for social awareness. Of course it has its downside. Of course I could list some things, but that doesn't make me have to write it off as overall being a good thing. PC packs just a negative punch now. People have dirtied it up. But it just means, you know, be aware. We've done a lot of bad things in the past. We've, you know, we were always, you know. So, so some people think it's shredding comedy. Some people, I think it can actually help comedy. And both sides are passionate about it. So what I mean is, like I said before, I don't even have to argue which side is right or wrong now. This is just going, we can all agree. Like, the people that disagree with me adamantly would agree, yeah, you're passionate, I'm passionate. I get it, we're both passionate, we're just, we're just arguing different sides of it. So when someone like Jerry comes along and mentions it, it gives, and if he wants it to give fuel to the other side to, to feel, that's okay. But we'll learn that his stance is very confusing. So, so I feel it is important. I feel we have made so many mistakes in comedy, and it is worth talking about. If PC is ruining comedy, we need to figure it out. So fight the good fight, and if you think it's not, if you think it's destroying comedy, yell as loud as I am. You know why? And I'll yell on the other side of it. I can't get on board with uh, PC is ruining comedy because that's such a vague statement. I want to know what. Well, that's... I've, I've loved effectually when people say the answer to those people is to say, what give can't? me an example. I get it what they're saying. And you know what? Let, let me be very fair here. Otherwise, I'm going to have podcast hangover if I don't service the other side properly. They think that it, you can't they, they think you can't say anything anymore. It's slang. It's the word bitch. It's the word pussy. It's the word retard. It's faggot. It's, you know, when the, when 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 the transgender issue comes aboard, they all go, oh, you can't even ask questions about it. You're not asking questions. You're yelling at the top of the lung how it grosses you out. Don't you, don't service yourself a victim. So they feel like you can't say anything anymore. So I do get where they're coming from. I disagree. You know what I mean? If they're, if you could disagree, but I get they, they just feel like that. That's it. That's what it. Because you and me know it's nothing else. Because and more people can react. I don't have to defy this to defend it. Yeah, more people can react now than ever in the history of the world. But 
that's got the good side of it too. But I think that question would trip up a lot of people that tell you political correctness is ruining comedy. You go, oh, give me an example. What, what do you want to say that you can't? Well, maybe you'd get them. Let, to, let's talk about that specifically. Yeah. Why you can't say? Well, I think you're right, and I think they would break and go. Well, you can say it, but goddamn it, you get the fucking backlash. People are getting fired. They'll tell you, "Hey, that guy got fired from." And you have to go. Well, that's that's their right too. Fu- ain't yeah. life a fuck when when freedom of speech means your boss to say you're fired, right. you know? So, but but uh, I'm I'm almost there, and I promise I will then shut up and listen a lot. So. Jerry stumbled upon that's that's why to me the meat of what I'm about to talk about doesn't even have to do whether it does or it doesn't it's something else that annoys me about him and he gave fuel back then he said which we'll play in a second he said he sort of had he 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 said by his stories that he agreed that it was ruining comedy right so yeah of course that's good oh no because now everyone on the other side is going Oh, God, if they're bothering Jerry, it is out of control. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. No offense whether you like Jerry or not. He's a pretty tame, docile guy that's always been just pointing out absurdity in life and never somebody else's misfortune, just absurdity of, of, of things that, you know, and yeah, I get it. Now they're coming after him. Yeah, well, eventually, yeah, you had a joke. It wasn't the worst joke in the world. I even said that. If the only time you should take a joke out of your act, if it's the worst in the world, don't take that out of your act because it's not the worst joke in the world. Do you want to wait till it is? Do you want to wait till... Because here's what will eventually happen. And this isn't even my goddamn opinion. Eventually, young people don't even know what it means. They're not offended. Oh, you don't know how to react to that, do you? You don't know how to react when you... when when It's like when I try to tell people why not to say words and I use N-rig. Tell a 21-year-old. People used to say... And they go, what? Not, oh... They don't even know what it means. So do you want to wait to that? Because eventually when straight people are comfortable with their femininity and gay people are comfortable with their femininity, flourishing motion of hands won't be just seem to be owned by gay people. I get now why, otherwise I'm going to lose everybody. Yeah, I get it. You think, I can usually tell. Yeah, but on 30 years from now, hopefully you won't. And you want to wait till then to take it out of your act? So it's not the worst joke in the world. Okay, so he... Then he's been, you know, people were reacting. I never said he shouldn't have said it. All I want to do is to react what you're saying. He has the right to fucking say it. He did what he should. He said what he wanted. I'm reacting. Don't act like I'm saying you shouldn't have been able to say it because that's an argument they're prepared to make, and I'm not saying it. He did exactly what he should do. Say what the fuck's on his mind. Any comedian that says things that I don't agree with, they're doing the right thing. Say what you fucking want to say. Problem is, they're probably not. There's a lot of shit they don't say. They hide. Then that's, they're being PC. Well, that's why they think they can't say anything anymore. I'm like, oh, are, what shit don't you think you can't say? Maybe that's why you're frustrated. Because I'm not frustrated as far as what you can say. I'm frustrated on this issue, but I'm not frustrated as far as what you can say. I say whatever the fuck I want, except the comedian's name sometimes. So, so you know... And then it gets brought up. Yeah, it's interesting conversation to me. And you have a lot of power. And... Then, as months and year, a year goes by, it gets brought up again, and here's what happens. I think he's on Ron Bennington, right? This job is an essential part of it. People are pause it, complaining. Pause it. The reason I left the first part in, I didn't want to edit anything out unnecessarily. The first part, he's right. He's sort of saying what he should have done himself, but he didn't. But the first part of it, he's going, he's trying to elude, I never said anything about PC. And, you know, so, so the first part of this it... This isn't the clip of what he said about PC. No, this, this is... is I want to start backwards. I want to start backwards with him complaining how did this thing get legs. Okay. And then lead up to, here's how it got legs. Okay. 
Here, here's him being at this point. You know what the fuck? How did this thing get legs? I never said that. Here we go. Oh, I can't do this joke now because so and so is going to be offended. That's right, you can't. So do another joke. Find another way around it. Use but, a different word. But, 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 it's but, like slalom skiing. You have what, to make the gates. But I, go, I, I sort of do a different way because I mean, I know you've um, been quoting. I don't know if it's true that you say oh, I don't want to play colleges anymore because they're too PC. Please and they, stop with that. <laughs> that's not true. No, it's not true. Right, it's good. amazing the good. legs that got. Good. I'm glad it's not good. true. I said it uh, in the Times. Uh, I had an interview in the New York Times last week, and the guy asked me about it. I said, can we please put this to rest? I never said it. Good. Here's what I said. A comedian told me he doesn't want to play colleges anymore. Right, That's right. what I said. Right, that makes and, me, and uh, that makes me want to play colleges. Yes. If someone says they, they won't like your stuff, okay. Okay. when am I on? <laughs> okay. That's great. That's great, Ricky. That's great. I, I, uh, Look, we all know, and I'm going to say this again clearly. I'm not going to leave out one fucking thing. We're not saying you have to acknowledge everybody's... We wouldn't have brilliant comedy if we paid attention to the pulse of every audience collective reaction. We, I get it. But they can't always be wrong is the point I've always made. If you listen in family counseling, if you just go to family counseling, sometimes if you're a halfway decent human being, the, the, the suggestion's going to be for you. The other times it'll be for the other person. It can't always be one person's fault, even if it is six times in a row, if you go in a year. So that's not my problem. I say I catch most people in that they don't want to change, not by the individual discussion, but by the mass of every single time there's an issue. Oh, and the Red Sox came along, and that was it. I knew people, they'd be like, oh, I fucking know you're not going to go, hey, what about the Red Sox? And they're going to go, you know, Redskins, Redskins, and they're not going to go, yeah, that's wrong. Oh my, no, it's of course, you know, mm -hmm. it's by mass. It's by mass. So, hold on. So, when he says that, he's saying, how did this get legs? A friend of mine said that he did colleges. That's what he's saying. A friend. And here's when I get like, again, people might think, you know, when you, you could lose people just by you're too dramatic. You know, they like what you're saying and they overwhelmingly agree with you. But they think, Todd, you're a little dramatic about it. I don't think by the end of it, you'll at least see why. You'll at least see why. Does he really think that the conversation was about whether he did colleges or not? That was on the way to a, a conversation about PC. That was on the way there. So, yeah, he's right. He never said he did colleges. He was absolutely, it's not even an opinion, it's a fact. It is a fact that he never said he played colleges. He was on his, he was telling a story about a friend of mine. So, and uh, yeah, I'm being sarcastic to make my point. I always like to say that, otherwise it's like a, a, a tactic I could do without. So, if he never said he played colleges. He was relating to a story about a friend of his that played colleges. And said, that friend said he can't do it because they're PC. So he doesn't know how it got legs. But probably because he went on to say stuff like this. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do this joke about... This um, is him on... Sean, on uh, uh, the way people need Seth to have, justify Seth their cell phone. I need to have it with me because people are so important. All right. You know, I said, well, they don't seem very important the way you scroll through them like a gay French king. <laughs> you know, it's just... <laughs> well... That's very offensive to the gay French kings. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, I did this yeah. line recently in front of an audience. And you can... You know, comedies where you can kind of feel like an opinion. And they thought, yeah. what do you mean, gay? What are you talking about, gay? What are you saying, gay? What are you, what are you doing? What do you, what do you mean, you know? And I thought, are you kidding me? I mean, we can't even... 
You, I could imagine a time, and, and this is a serious thing, I can imagine a time when people say, well, that's offensive to suggest that a gay person moves their hands in a flourishing motion, <laughs> and you now need to apologize. I mean, th there's a creepy PC thing out there that really bothers me. But you I, can also screw up. Okay, hold on yeah, one second. You can, can also screw up. So, and, you hold know. on, you can pause it. The argument is even now, it takes a sidestep whether the argument about the PC, you know, whether it's good or it's bad, that takes a sidestep to going, so... You don't know how that got legs? You just said, you, I mean, you said it like, like sort of harsher than I even explained you saying it. I never, he, there's a creepy PC thing. And it bothers me. It, he says that right after he completely explains why he shouldn't do that. He, explained he gets it. it. He explained it better than I could. I went, <laughs> because I get it. I really do get it. The only reason I'm thinking it's going to go bad soon is because if you, look at, if you look at the history of this type of language, in the time, there's the egregious stuff, and that will be like, stop. But then you're afraid to go after people because it looks like you're picking. You know, it's funny when people think you're out there and you're, you're looking to pick on people. It's the opposite. If they grew in one area, you're like, oh, if I tell them this, they're going to think I'm crazy. Like if I have to say, why don't you say male person or male carrier? Oh, so you let it go and you just, that's what this is. I, I get it. I get someone that goes, oh, my God, flourishing hands. Who can Oh, my God, Todd, stop it. I love you to death, but who gives a shit? I get it, but no, it is in worth discussing because PC if and the and, and we go on to him now he decides to enter into the kids today the kids today so you lose me at that point you lose me at that point and so do you have the clip where he yes it's next okay because so, yeah he made it clear that he doesn't uh, do colleges but yeah, like you said so, that's not the argument. No, the argument right now is now he's going. I don't know how this thing got legs. Like, no, now which side? This the other side. You don't doing them any favors because now they're like, oh shit, we thought we had Jerry Seinfeld. Now he's going. You never said that. They're going. Yes, they're doing what I'm doing, only for different reasons. They're going. What do you mean you never said it? it, it, it you, you picture all the comedians that are fed up with the PC shit. Just try to get into their heart for a second, almost to the point where people think you agree. It's gonna fucking suck if you think that it's hurting comedy. It's gotta really fucking annoy you. And then Jerry Seinfeld comes on and defends it. You've got to be like, fuck yes! Maybe this will get some traction. If they're coming after him, they're coming... And now he's going, I never said that. I don't know how I got legs. Like, I don't think he's purposely lying because I don't want to lose everybody. But it is weird that he's acting like we were all out there going, he plays play colleges. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. That was a minuscule right. little bump over to a D. You didn't... And, and he acted with... And, and then he was disrespectful. If I had to guess, Jerry Seinfeld does theaters. Of course, <laughs> not that a big act couldn't do colleges, but any and you know what? I'm not a, I'm not a huge Ricky Gervais fan, but I can still defend somebody. He would if if he talked to him certainly like he put it to rest. He's, he Ricky Gervais said you don't do colleges. He put it to rest. Yeah, you put the rest. You don't do colleges. Some people would still want to know your stance on PC. You don't know how it got legs, and then he enters into the world because it all goes together. Of course, this is next. Of course, th this is next, and he throwed his his daughter under the bus. This is him on another show now talking. You remember, this is a guy that said, I don't know how it got legs. Now, I've seen, I've talked to Chris Rock and, and Larry the Cable Guy. They don't even want to do college campuses anymore. I hear that all the time. I, 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 I don't play colleges, but I hear a lot of people tell me, don't go near colleges. They're so PC. Hey, I'll give you an example. My daughter's 14. Uh, my mother, my mother, my wife says to her, um, well, you know, in the next couple of years, I, I think maybe you're going to want to hang around the city more on the weekends so you can see boys. You know, my daughter says, she says, that's sexist. 
Isn't that, you know, it's amazing. That, they, they, they just want to use these words. That's racist. That's sexist. That's prejudice. They don't even know what they're talking about. Does and, it, and the history... Does it does it hurt comedy? He goes, of course it does. Yeah. And the history shows the exact opposite. Of course there's going to be people that yell out and, oh, just let's make it very easy for me. They're, they're out of their mind. Or but overwhelmingly, if we look at the history of what young people yell out about their rights. So now he's just fighting social m deep math, almost stats. His, and you know what? It's funny. I would love his daughter. How come I never met his daughter? But I always have the fantasy that gets in here. And, he, and you know what I'm going to go ahead and say? He misrepresented her. She pro he probably said something, you know, insinuating, you know, uh, that you have to get the attract, you have to attract a boy. Like, that's how you have to, instead of, mm -hmm. it was something, you know, probably he loves her. Of course, he loves his daughter. We know it didn't come from, but you know what? And then if you're at that age and you're trying to, like, reestablish yourself and maybe you are a little bit like you talk a little more than you know. On the way to being everything you thought you wanted to be, you were at a certain age. Maybe even if she did misuse it in that particular area or misuse the word but had a cause to be attended to, but used the wrong word. Still, if you have an understanding that, that, that on the other side of this, youth is the brilliance of tomorrow. And, and, and it's like, it's just, it's not an opinion of mine. And I mean that. It's not my fucking opinion. The social stats are on my side. I've said this in my special. So when he comes on and now, they don't even know what it means and he repeats it. Yeah, it makes me angry at you. It makes me very angry at you because I think it's the destruction of literally the world. And I think you're not owning up to which you said, refigure it out. You were the first person, Jerry, that said, and you know what? You put a litmus test on Orny Adams. And I mean this. You are so much at this point worse than what you put the litmus test on at him. Anyone looking from afar sees the absurdity. You, your job is to put a litmus test on an absurd. And you, nothing is more absurd than you. Certainly not the little things you're going to, you're going to un untangle and tie together. The, the absurdity of thinking that overwhelmingly that youth, they don't even know, they don't even know, and then that, that, the cockiness, the cockiness, how did this thing get legs? I don't yeah, well, because you say shit like that, own it. What? Yeah. That's the thing is, he is right, he technically did not say that he won't do colleges or doesn't play colleges, that is true, but he repeated someone that did say it, then he gave an example that was personal to him, right. which is an endorsement of the person that said it. By the it. way, if he didn't say... It's just as good as you right. saying it. You endorsed he, the guy that did. And imagine, if, for, for what it's worth, because I think it's important to prove that he didn't say there's a creepy PC thing going on. You're right. With, with just what he did besides that, he endorsed it by way of ironclad, unless you're not out there to, to, you know, to, to not look at some... So again, I think it is. It makes our when we don't think the kids are getting smarter. It it hurts. It's just I do. I hope I live to see the day where they figure that out. Where I can go. Oh my God! Todd was screaming this fifty years ago. It's everything. It's everything he's doing that slows this world down. It is the opposite of the truth. And you know what? Why couldn't I be right on this? Why can't he be brilliant, which he is? Why can't he be everything he is, the good part of him? And what would be so wrong if this got into his ears? Why can't this get into his ears? This does not come from a bad place, but I adamantly disagree with you. Why couldn't this be a story where you go, he was fucking right? Why can't I be dead right? And he takes a deep breath. Here's a guy who goes, I don't need therapy. Spits on all that stuff. Everything's, ugh. Well, yeah, you need it now. Of course you don't believe it. If you had anybody that loved you, would hug you and go, Jerry, you need to look inward. You're a young man in comedy. You can have this be your story, that at this age you had an opening. And your fucking comedy can go on to be great. But right. this, you will not be relevant to anybody that means anything if you don't get over this. 
If you don't get over this, like a heroin addict gets over heroin, like an alcoholic, you have to look at this like you, you are wrong. I'm telling you you're wrong, and you're cocky about it. And you're wrong. Oh boy, would I, he said, what would, he, he wouldn't want me to have a half an hour conversation with his daughter. I know that sounds weird, because I know that never happened. Right. I know, and if he did it to her then, he's done it to her in the past. He repeats, they don't know, they have no fucking idea. They don't know what it is. They're just kids stirring up shit. They don't even know. Oh. Is he, a lot of the, 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 the what Ricky said at the end of that, uh, it, it, that's just why I'm not on their side because he says, oh, you tell me this audience isn't going to like me. Good. When do I say, oh, you're an idiot. Well, you want to go in front of an audience that's not going to like your stuff, but you want to do it anyway. And it's, if it's, they don't like it, yeah. they're PC. It's, it's, yeah, it's one thing to have to have an act. And one night you feel very passionate about someone and the audience isn't agreeing. And you know what? Good for you, because probably some brilliant comedy got to plow past an ignorant audience by not acknowledging the collective pulse in the room and go, fuck it, I'm doing this act. That is completely different. If that's what you think we think you do, Ricky. No, you're like, you think it's like, hey, I'm just, I'm, uh, he didn't even hear what Gary Shanley said. After I saw him say that, I went, oh, he had all that meeting with Gary Shanley could have changed his comedy forever. Basically, what Gary said about him making certain jokes, it's been done. Like, most of the things that he says, it's pushing... Uh, anyway, I don't want to make it about Ricky Gervais. So, anyway... But my thing is, uh, the, the PC argument, I think, can be summed up if you just know who your boss is. If, if the colleges are booking and they don't want you to say or do certain things in your act, and you want to do those certain things in your act, no. don't take the job. Yeah, the biggest way to say fuck you is not take the job. And if you take the job and you get fired, well... Right. So what? Okay. I was going to do one more thing, but I think we're... How much time have we done? Let me guess, 20. Uh, around that, yeah. There's one more thing about Jerry. What? You want to hear it? Hell yeah. Okay, then we'll go into silly, silly time. I mean, I like to keep the show light. I know what to do. You have a serious talk like this? I know how to keep it light. You do silly things. Ah, oh, come John. No. Jerry said that? <laughs> okay. I don't know if this next part, to George Carlin, I'm being honest. To George Carlin, I'm being honest. I, almost to the point where I would edit this out. Because to me, this says something about him that it's almost sad. Like, does he have, because he's on, why am I showing this? Because something's weird. Something's weird. Like, and I don't think I'm right. Whenever you guess what it is, it's like you guess wrong. But something, something. The same thing again. Like, you had this stance, and then, you know, and then I don't know. So, so they're talking about, and by the way, this happens to be something I care about totally outside of Jerry Seinfeld tip stepping into this topic. All by itself, I think it's worth talking about. So maybe that's why. We're already talking about Jerry. Happens to be something else I like to talk about anyway. And that is people that say you can separate the artist from the man. All right. The art from the artist. Right. And I think mostly, and I think this is a compliment, what people should say, because I think you think it'll make you look like a monster. And I, I got to be right in a lot of cases. You're so much better off saying, I don't believe the accusations. I, I, don't, I believe some of it, but which should put that man in jail for the rest of his life, I don't believe. 
you know, I don't believe it. Because then that's it. Because no one can separate the man from the artist. You, that's your way. And this is a compliment, actually. Because all you have to do, he murders your mother. So Okay, so you realize in that situation that you, he, no matter how good he played the guitar, if he murdered your mother, he, you, would not, you, would, you, you couldn't separate it. And why is that? Not be, maybe because you have path to the destruction that this person has done. You have seen the pain. You didn't hear about it and go, wow. You, it, so, so the question shouldn't be that, okay, then I just won't listen to him when he, when he, uh, when, if he kills my mother. No, I will now try to understand that he did this the way I would feel about my mom. He is the way these other people felt. And you lose the love of that person's music. But, you, but, but hold on, I'll make myself a little clearer. So when people say, oh, I can separate the man from the artist, I think most times they don't believe what the person did. So this isn't good for Jerry. So when Jerry says they're talking about Bill Cosby. Or they don't care. Well, let's maybe pretend someone could adamantly disagree with me. I still don't have to paint them as a monster. I, it is a compliment. I do believe that if Bill Cosby, you know, if, if did something to, to somebody that, that, you know, Jerry Seinfeld loved, he would not be able to separate it. I know that. I'm telling him. I know that's a compliment. That's saying, look, we might disagree, but you are a, a sane person. You, it wouldn't matter what that person did or how good their show was. If somebody did something violent to someone you love, it, wouldn't, it would be over. That's a compliment to you. That's saying it wouldn't even be, you would never even have to discuss it. That everything would have to, because it would only remind you of one thing. So when somebody says, they're talking about Bill Cosby, and he goes, well, can't you separate the man from the artist? That means... He's either crazy in one way that he believes it and can separate it, or you might have got caught in a little white lie. You don't believe it, which is crazy, too. But, you know, this is after most things came out. So he goes on the show, and I thought, I'm going to over-preface this, but let it breathe. I thought that um, Colbert did a great job because it wasn't a conversation about whether you need to or whether you can't. I've always said the same thing. I don't, there can't be a rule written. If you, somebody, you know, you want to listen to their music still and you still enjoy it, enjoy it. So uh, uh, Colbert never got into a, like a discussion, oh, you should be able to or you shouldn't be able to, which you can quickly go down because if you, if you taper it, if you connect it to some human behavior, there might be something that's not healthy, that you're able to separate this person. But so, so nevertheless, um, I... I, you know, I, uh, so he, so he, uh, they're talking about Bill Cosby, and, and Colbert never gets into an, I, I got it, Colbert never gets an argument whether you should or you shouldn't, he goes, it's, it's not something you can say, it's, it's personal, and Jerry wants an answer, and they go on to talk about it, play the first clip first. You're saying, I, I want to do this, who, what did you, th who was the comedian for you, was there well, a the person? comedian was Bill Cosby. Of course. Uh, those albums... I had Very never funny heard. fellow right, wonderfulness. Why is there air? Uh -huh. Greatest. Uh, uh, um, can you pause it for uh, one second? Um, this is also, I think, very valuable to say how people can take something and tilt it a little. Or even a smart person, you go, well, when people say, I can't listen to Bill Cosby anymore, the naysayers go, oh, so you, just act like you never enjoyed Bill Cosby. Never enjoyed. Never happened. What? Calm down. You're making everyone else's hysterical, and you're being hysterical. These two, the, Colbert goes into detail how much he loved. He's allowed to go into the past, and he's not and say he enjoyed it. He did. So did I. You don't have to be delusional. He's not being delusional when he goes. Did you ever enjoy Bill Cosby? He didn't go. No, I never did. Never did. Never. Right. No, he soaks it in. You, you almost don't know which way he's going to go with it. He's so passionate about how much he liked him. But of course, me, I like that he's able to go. Yeah, but that. So. You know, that, go ahead. The word body of work, 
mm-hmm. uh, I, th- I think, in comedy is his. Can you still listen to his comedy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I grew up uh, on his yeah. stuff. Like, I think he saved my life. Right. Because when I was a kid, I had like a tragedy in my life. But for the next two years, I listened to Bill Cosby albums ah, every night right. before going to bed. I would hide the speaker under my pillow so my mom wouldn't hear that oh I was listening to Cosby God. every night. You could drop a needle anywhere on those albums, and yet I can't listen to it now. No. I just oh, can't, you can't. I can't. I can't separate it. You can't separate it. I can't. You can't. You can't. Jerry, it's, it's, it's shocks Jerry. Why? Well, to me, it's because uh, there's love there. There's, there's love. Yeah, there's yeah, love there. yeah. I know it's tragic. Yeah, uh, but comedy, you know, there's a lot of tragedy in comedy. In, there's in comedy of, because of tragedy. But I mean, there's a lot of people who have tragic lives. Sure. You know, um, well, like the Jerry Lewis thing. I don't, you read the thing that um, he didn't include any of his sons in the will. Did you see that? I item? did see that. Yeah. Now, did that? How did you feel about that? Kind of hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> here's a great point, though. But that's yeah. not like now he I, denied the money. That's not the same thing. No, it's not the same thing. Roofie. See, that upset me, and I, because I adore Jerry Very Lewis, fun. but I'm not going to not watch The Bellboy. I'm still going to watch The Nutty Professor. Uh, we need the comedy. Sailor Beware, one of the funniest movies ever made. I've never heard of that. You never saw Sailor Beware, no. Jerry Lewis? No. Unbelievable. No, I taught myself like some of the moves from Sailor Beware when oh, I was wow. a kid. We want to do... see you do them someday. Someday. Yeah, not now. Some, not now. Not now. No. Now, you, know, you, I, brought, you polish it up a little. So, was there somebody who like gave you the like the benediction? I don't mean to do this to you, but somebody. <laughs> okay, pause it. Was there somebody? So, again, he. Uh, you know how you, I always think, and this is my biggest mistake I make, and I'm now trying to get out of it by thinking there's only A or B. Then you learn. Oh, I never thought about that. To me, it's like, okay, I'm going off on that he doesn't be- that he. I said a minute ago. I go. He probably doesn't believe. Not that nothing happened, but nothing that would make him... Like if someone cheats on their wife or significant other, you can still watch their show. We have a, a clock with inside of us, and, 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 you know, we, and, and there should be gray areas. You know, it's okay. But we all get to a point where we're like, oh, no, it's in the gray area, and then there's an area. So you're telling me that he's saying, if, if I'm wrong, if you go, Todd, stop saying he doesn't believe them. What if he did? Well, isn't that worse? He believes everything that happened, but he's sitting there having a conversation going, yeah, I can still watch it. Really? You love them that much? Don't you picture the women he drugged and raped? Because more than that? That's not what comes to you, is it? And you know what it ends up? I think he's arguing just to argue. I think he's just arguing the argue. It proved that he didn't even put thought into it. You might go, Todd, come on. Well, when he comes back from a commercial, he certainly never thought it. He never, he's never watched him. Could you watch it? Yeah! Like he had. I know he didn't think about it because he compared raping over 60 women... To yeah. not giving your son money. Yeah, but you there's someone you love, and you find out something about him you didn't know. You know, like drugging and raping women, or being a dick and keeping hundreds of millions, of, you know, millions of dollars from somebody. You know, it's all <laughs> under the same umbrella. So it's like here's why I, I almost wonder, like you know, seriously, like maybe he needs more. Maybe he needs someone that loves him to, to <laughs> because this is scary. This is not. So then he come back from commercial, and this is what I'm thinking. It's the same thing. It's like, well, wait, what happened? Everyone I know watches it goes, did someone talk to him during the commercial? I don't know. But he comes back, and I'm going to over-preface this. To me, what happens is he comes back from commercial, he points out that he changed his mind, and then sets up a hypothetical conversation uh, to defend it, which sounds like it might still be him, but he didn't want to be... Now he's, he can't watch it anymore. He's come clean with that. I can't, I can't watch it emotionally. Something happened during the break. He changed his mind during the break. Something emotional has to happen to take you from being able to watch Bill Cosby after he thought he drugged and would rape women to saying, no, I couldn't. That's a huge shift. 
that what happened during the commercial break? Why don't you tell us? I just think he thought, oh, it probably sounds cold. Or here, you want to go ahead? I was going to say it might even happen before the break when he heard the audience reaction to what he said <laughs> and then what Colbert yeah. said. He probably went, oh, maybe I am. Yeah. Which uh, makes I can't me do think talk shows anymore. They're too PC. Yeah. And to yeah, to yeah, me, that might be Jerry's problem: is uh, audiences are compared to him are getting younger. And they're evolving past him, and jokes maybe not land as hard as they used to. And he's had so much success and such a great career that he cannot fathom that it's him. Right, because he, he audiences he, are changed. By the way, PC he even said himself, and I know he has an answer to this problem. Yeah, I fantasize everything gets into his ears, and I know it won't. But I, boy, do I will. Because you know what? Nothing will ever get into his ears that is as fair as I have been tonight. Nothing. Nothing will get. But he has notoriously said that it is the job of the comedian to change. The clip we played th five minutes yeah, ago. Did he say audiences are never wrong? He Basically, he always did. He said it's it, in the gist of, I'm not going to quote him because then I'll be a little off and it won't mean I'll be off. It, the, the and then we'll have to go was, on Ricky Gervais and ask how it got legs. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, <laughs> he said, um, you know, it's always, Jerry was notorious. If you look up articles that, you know, it's always, and by the way, that's not, I'm sure if you talk to him about it, that doesn't mean he bows to every audience member, but it is good to take responsibility. I get what he was saying, even though, you know, we all know you have to ignore the pulse. But then even two minutes ago, we played that clip. He said, no, I hear people complaining. You got to take it different. It's like skiing and you got, so whatever happened to that, that was, it seemed to be before they came after one of his jokes. Yeah, that's what happened before. And by the way, Remember what he said. No one booed. No one yelled. Nor should they. I'm glad they didn't. Because the most brilliant way an audience can um, say they don't like something is their silence. But it's hard to get an arena full of people and everyone that doesn't like it knows they have to be silent. It happened by his version of it. He goes, no one booed, but sometimes you can hear. So you heard a little lull because, and I, oh, I'm so glad I remembered this because I think it's something Duncan said. Even if it is a good joke. They hear the word gay, and they feel that they're a group of people that have been marginalized. And anybody in the audience is somewhat aware, goes, I'll be honest, in the last 30 years, I've seen a lot of comedy, and usually you word, you word, when you hear the word gay, what comes after it isn't anything good. That doesn't mean it's not possible. Of course it's possible. You can have a 9-11 joke that people that had families die in there would like more than anybody else. But you got to get them there, because most of the time, so by, by his own, for, by his, you know, when he did that joke, Duncan said, even if you got past it, and by the way, I don't get past it. I can technically tell you why you should drop that joke, but let's say it was okay. But just to clean it up every fucking corner I can. That no, if they got past it, it's still your job to get them past it. Are they wrong? Because here's what you're saying. I insinuated that in the last 30 years, an audience that's sort of maybe younger, maybe for whatever you want to call them, that they would think every time that word gets used, it's never positive. Now, if you go back and look at old comedy, no one would go, I don't know why, oh, they're a little jumpity. You go, oh my God, of course. They hear that word, they're like, what, what, what? So it's your job to change it. So all that stuff, it's funny. The audience is never wrong. You should, until they just subtly silence just a little bit of, and you heard it by his own version. He heard it, you, know, you can feel they disagreed. And now he's stumbles upon something that's dear to my heart and takes a punch at PC, it's creepy. It's not bothers just, him. It's creepy and it bothers him. And, you know, I'm changing my tone and my voice a little. It's hard to say it's creepy and it bothers them and they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. So, you found Orny Adams interesting. 
You didn't have any, if, if you, you didn't have anything against Dorothy Adams. You didn't dislike Orny. You saw someone that you thought, man, I don't know if I jive with that guy and I want to bring light to him. That's all I'm doing here. All right. Other than that, I hope you're well. You Did want you? me to do comedians in cars with coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Did you have the uh, other the clip when he comes back from commercial? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Thank you, Eric. Sure. Fucking is, I- idiots at this Welcome studio. Uh, we're here uh, <laughs> with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. And you know what I realized what? in the commercial? We were just talking uh, about Cosby. I realized, you know what? I I can't separate it either. Now that now that you said it. And I thought about it, and I and everybody agreed to any of that stuff. I realized it would bother me, and I don't think I could. Yeah. Well, what about Bill Clinton? Do you, can you listen to him without thinking about? Uh, he was never as funny to me. No, not as funny. Not as never funny. as funny. Close. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so... But should we separate it, or shouldn't we separate the, the art or the work from the man? Um, uh, I, I, listen, uh... You can't talk somebody into thinking a joke is funny. You know what I mean? It's, right. a, it's an emotional response. And so I, I, if you can't separate it, you can't separate it. You can't like... But should you, we? What do you mean you should? I don't know. Should, should the comedic work stand on its own separate from the criminality? It depends uh, on the well, crime. He told, lot, he told a lot of personal stories about his life. He wasn't like observing other things happening. He was telling these personal stories. It's made up. It's material. Come on. Oh, pause. <laughs> Now, he said he realized he was wrong, so this is just, a, if I, if, if, so if I'm supposed to be gullible to go, Eric, say, I think he's actually still giving his true feelings. No, so, he definitely is giving his true No, feelings. he's not. He's, it's a hypothetical. He came back from commercial. He realized that he couldn't do it. This is what ifs. Not, of course it's not. He's, I mean, come on, show me some respect. You're obviously, you, 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 you tried to put a separation between it. That's like what people do. You know, they go, oh, no, I'm, you know, that bakery, uh, they, uh, they shouldn't have to serve gay people. And then you go it's to them. It's like the, he, he, he's trying to separate the fact that he said it to now I'm, uh, I, I'm just devil's advocate. Well, that's what he's doing when he comes yeah. back. He sort of said, I realized, well, if you either didn't realize you were wrong, which is fine, you have a right to disagree with me and say exactly what you want. You're Jerry fucking Seinfeld. I just don't know what the fuck you're saying with the PC thing. Now I don't know what you're saying with this. It's like he came back and he realized that wasn't the pulse, but he still wanted to have the argument to defend himself, but through a hypothetical situation. Right. Because he, he doesn't feel he's different. He keeps saying three times. How many times does he have to go, it's a motion. Right. I, don't, I don't want a rule written, but... but, but, but uh, 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 yeah, because he says, should we, right? And to me... But should we? But should we? To me, but that, should that, that's we? not even a fucking question. It depends right. on who and what right. and why. And why are they... Right. People go, oh, well, yeah, Van Gogh was a drug addict and he cut off his own ear. Yeah, I forgive him. Yeah, cut off his own ear. Yeah. yeah oh, is there uh, any more of this? It's material. I know. It's material. I, I know that, but he... But, Part of, part of him was the, the charming fatherly figure, too, and all of that is destroyed. Right, right. I you know see. what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that aspect sure. of it is gone. Right, right. All right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I'll change my mind. <laughs> you know, I really people... like your work. Please don't Thank reveal you. anything <laughs> about you. Tell but me you know you're what? clean. Tell me you're clean, I am, Jerry. But you know what? Isn't that funny? You never see anyone on TV, and we all watch all this annoying political crap yeah. And everyone's screaming. You never see somebody go, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. I'm going to change my opinion. Wow. You never see that. Wow. Right? Yeah. That is a very interesting compliment to yourself you just made. That just made me yes, hate him more. Is. No one ever does what yes. I just did. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I say that all day long to myself. All right. I, I was well, seriously waiting to all this to be over to go, well, the good news is it sounds like Jerry is willing to change his opinion on things that he told Ricky, uh, have this good legs because he wants to change his opinion on that. He changed his opinion on the, and now I don't want to give him the credit. He ruined it right there with that uh, line at the yeah. end. I'm so glad he got Demanding called out on it. He would, I thought he was so great having a clean, really clean discussion about it. Never made it what you should do. Hey, this is just, but anyway, here's what we're going to do. Oh, I'm in a great mood. I'm in a great mood. We throw away this piece of paper. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan. Oh, I like it. Duncan, Duncan, Duncan. Birmingham. D-U-N-C-A-N. D-U-N-C-A-N. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Give me a little bit of that. Um, so we thought um, we're going to take a break. I have, I have uh, bubbling seltzer water, but we're going to come back. We're going to rush out of the studio. What time is it? It is. It is 7.37. 7.37. Ooh, they so just got recalled. We'll come back. Yeah, we'll come back. So we're going to rush in the house. and then, But, but first, what we're going to do, I think it would be real nice. I'm going to get a drink of water. Uh, Brody Stevens Brody. Um, I heard a song a while back from Alec White. Alec White. Alec White. He's great. He's Alec. the best. He just Alec. helped me out with uh, something that uh, I'll yeah. talk about later. Yeah, we can talk about it later during the show. We have so many fun things. I can't wait. Me and John had a conversation about what? Uh, the, the new Hyperloop. Do you know anything Ooh, about this? Yeah. Who knows in the room about this? You a do, show everyone, of applause. Everyone knows but me? Yeah. This, I have never... in. This is a tease for later in the show. I, I always go, oh, I know one day that it's going to look as crazy as like we think people used to you know walk and take horses like we've often thought about that but i don't know in my life you know now i know that yeah they would get in a car wait so they would hold their foot on the gas pedal for like two hours if they they had cruise control but some of them didn't use it so they would sit in the car with their foot on the gas pedal for two hours sometimes seven hours and hold it'd be like what and they just sit. so now it's I, I can see people are going to even look back at us i hope i live to see it i think i will the odds are i'm going to live to 100 at least and feel great because with technology and my comedic wit, I think, and doctors, and I have a way of befriending doctors. I think know? the odds are 84, by the way. <laughs> That's a life expectancy. No fucking way. Oh, 84 ain't shit. Have you looked at Todd? He's the most fit man I've ever seen. Look at me. Life. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it just. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong. Whether I find myself alone, I've got to be strong. I've got to be strong. I've got to be... Ah, forget it. So anyway, so we'll talk about that. I tease it. That's a fucking tease. I know how to get people in there. And the dogs that are listening to the show, you're adorable. You're so cute. Look at you, little dog. Who's oh, right. oh, right. oh, You're so cute. That's right. Did they leave it on you? You're so cute. Look at you, you're so pretty. Yes, you are. Who's at the door? Why are you wiggling like that? Are you wiggling? Are you wiggling? Somebody said they have dogs that listen to our show, and it's funny that they send us videos of when we do what we do, what they do. We put one dog to sleep. Like, it, not, not, not literally, but um, that's all right. Dogs are allowed to be tired, too. Just close your eyes. You have a safe, happy home, and you can close your eyes. And the dog's like, oh, my God. So, um, so we'll we'll play this uh, Alec White song and maybe go through the Rolodex of uh, memories you have. Some people, it's just something they heard. Some people, it's one joke. You repeat the joke a hundred times. Everybody has their slideshow of, of of memories of uh, Brody Stevens Brody. Brody Stevens Brody, right? 
Stevens Brody Stevens. Stevens Brody Stevens. People are like, oh, how well could have Todd known him if he can't say his name right? I couldn't say Zach Alvin, 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 guess for 10 years. I used to have to make that joke every time. And I liked him. <laughs> I, I mean, I did. It had nothing to do with that. I like b always loved Zach's stand-up. And, and I just, so I would go, people go, who's coming? I go, oh, it's Zach Galvin, Alvin, Alvin, Gaskis. Because just make a joke about it. But now, Zach Galvinakis. It's not easy to say. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, uh, there we go. Maybe at the end, you know what we'll do? I got this whole thing all planned out. We'll, uh, we'll play this, and then we'll go to break. We'll come back with a, a drum solo. And then I mean, we'll start the podcast. And now, then we start the podcast. We have a new opening tonight. So, you know what? Close your eyes. It doesn't even help to have a sense of medit you know, a little sense of just shut down. And uh, here we go. Thank you, Alec, for sending this song in. You came to me. So jealous. Harris Whittles is like, no! Ah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Harris, like, what? And only in my dreams.
773-8255 to help save someone you love. He, he loved drums. He loved drums. Brody loved drums. So did uh, Harris Whittles. Connection. Oh, I see a trend. Wow, look how much fun we have. Well. Wow, thank you. Little tribute, little drum. Primal drum hoo-ha in your bing bang. Now it's the start of the Todd Glass show, everybody. Here we go. It's a family show, everybody. That was a cold opening. People are jealous. I'm incorrupted. Wow, it's a big show. This is like the real deal. And so he turned it off and he let it go. And now he's sitting here listening to the Todd Glass show. I'm a little bit meta and a little bit loaded. I discovered this podcast and I kind of exploded. I mean erupted, but the theater of the mind has no budget. So I grabbed my guitar and lost control, and now I'm sitting here singing for a podcast. Is this show. bad that I listen to my own jingles and the love them? Podcast show. Wow. It was a Todd Glass podcast. All he wants to do is make us all laugh. It's a podcast. The Todd Glass show. It's the Todd Glass Podcast From the Yangtze River to the Wabash It's an odd blast at the Todd Glass Show It's good in the daytime, it's good in the moon glow I describe it kind of like a m- m- modern day goon show Wow Without the writing But the spontaneity makes it more exciting so I'm turning it on and letting it go And swear to Richard Pryor's rival at the Todd Glass Show It's the Todd Glass Podcast All he wants to do is make us all laugh It's an podcast at the Todd Glass Show It's kind of hard to say It's the Todd Glass Podcast From the Yangtze River to the Wabash It's an odd blast at the Todd Glass Bob Anonymous. I love that song. That is so good. That's Bob Anonymous. That's Bob Anonymous. I've got a great voice. And he sent it into the. I know. What was his? We should. Well, that's his name online if anybody wants to find him. He's got great songs. He's got. Okay, go. Uh, you know oh, what? that's just that's rude. rude. You know what? That's we were rude. talking about a song you know, we like, and then you, you got to tell us to go? That's not right. Yeah, you don't have to Jesus be like that. Christ, what, man. what did you want to say? Well, who bullshit. do we remind you of? Just yeah. a, just don't be sarcastic. Who do we remind you of? Okay, go. Oh, no, you why would you? That kind of person. Go on. Disrespectful. We got a lot of nerve. Listen here. Come on. Thank you. Name the group that we remind you of. If you can't give us a compliment, you can get the fuck out of here. What group do we remind you of? Say it, and we're not going anywhere. Okay, go! Go, no, you go, yourself. you You go, you pile of shit. You go, damn show. What type of no person comes into my studio? I want to talk about Sesame Street. <laughs> I love it. You made me watch it. Not made me, but you said, have no, you watched I Sesame? held you yeah. at your, against your will, and I said, you watch this, motherfucker. And <laughs> they, 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 they changed the animation, the way the, the way the puppets mix with... Yeah, HBO mm-hmm. saved it. Well, I think what I heard is, 
with today's uh, people stream, uh, they don't necessarily watch cable TV or have public access. So HBO decided to host uh, Sesame Street and gave it a bit of a budget, and it is so good. They did. It's everything that you remember, but so much it's, more. They didn't ruin it. You know, it's hard to not do that. Before like, you felt like it was a set. You know, and they had, and it still it still has everything that was beautiful about now it. Now it's like a, a, a place, and, it's, and it's and let me tell you something. I don't know if they made little jokes. By the way, I don't care if they did. They do, and it's a bonus. Even without it, I would still love it. Just from the messages that they send to children, it just fills your heart with such gr- that that you know what I would tell somebody when you're having a tough time, like or whatever. I know it depends on the severities of what your tough time is. This might not do it, but just like Mister Rogers said, look for the helpers. Watch an episode of Sesame Street, and then go watch one from 1970 if you want your heart to melt even a little bit more, mm-hmm. because they were already real, had all all different types of people, and 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 a kid, in, and I remember there was a kid in a wheelchair, which I'm sure mm-hmm. you didn't see that often growing up, and and then the modern day one, oh my God, I, it's now there seems like there's jokes for adults, which like yeah. I said, I don't care, but it's a bonus. All of a sudden they throw, you're like, what? Like, do you know I'm watching this high? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, my son loves it because he's 15 months, and I love it because I'm high. It's so much positivity. And then I went back and watched The Electric Company. Yeah. And let me tell you something. That was, when I was in second grade, The Electric Company came on, and they were try- for kids who were getting a little older, but not too old. It wasn't like they were, you know, 14, or the, I, don't, I think The Electric Company would have lost them. But I think, looking back on it, I don't have any clips from The Electric Company this week because I don't want to put too, many stuff, too much stuff on the board. I do have something from Sesame Street on the board. But The Electric Company, go on your own and watch it. And I think they hit their mark. It was cheesy, but then they knew it, and some of the things they did, it was like tried to be a little bit, for, a little bit older, but still had... To teach them, you know, some basics. Great animated intro, right? Great animated intro. The electric company. But Sesame Street. Big Bird. Can I tell you the good news? Big Bird. You don't know until you go back into the old show. He looks so much better now because they have a better costume. I always thought Big Bird looked sick growing up. (laughs) I remember thinking that when I was little. I was like, I think his... I didn't know how to say it, but he didn't look healthy. <laughs> he was sick in the brain. He saw an elephant that wasn't there. Right. Well, uh, what was it? What, 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 Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Big Bird looks so great now. His feathers are beautiful and they're flourishing. And then, but I remember watching <laughs> flourishing. <I> mean, <laughs> and watching him try to when he when he was learning about words. And uh, I specifically remember wanting to convey to him that. He's misunderstanding something. So here, play, play the. Uh... Well, it's quite a word. You ready to hear it? Sure. Okay, listen to this. Abkadepki Jekyllman Nobkorstuvix is. I beg your pardon, Big Bird. That's the word. Abkadepki Jekyllman That's the alphabet, I would say. Where did you see that word? I knew it. Over there in the yard. That's the alphabet. Sure. Picture of me with my big head. That's the alphabet. Some kind of word. Whoa. Abkadefki Jekyllmanop Quistwixies. It's the most remarkable word I've ever seen. Abkadefki Jekyllmanop Quistwixies. You're gonna get your turn. I wish I knew exactly what I mean. 
It starts out like an A word, as anyone can see. But somewhere in the middle, it gets awfully queer to me. It does. As Kadefki Jekyllinopoulos Wix is, if I ever find out just what this word can mean, I'll be the smartest bird the world has ever seen. Okay, there's no, is there a saxophone in this room, everybody? No. no. Is there a saxophone in there? Be honest. Now, it's time to do one of our bits. No. If you see a saxophone, you say something. There's you don't... no saxophone. Just the drums and I the keyboard. I don't see a saxophone. Oh my that God. is some crazy shit. Did you guys hear that? That is some crazy shit. <laughs> you look great. That sounded like the uh, Cheesecake Factory Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> so guess what? I'm back. Is that air conditioning on? Can you turn it on for five minutes? And I feel great. And now we're just going to start the show. I'm going to take my headsets off. I don't want to think of the way I talk. Whose shirt is that? <laughs> this show, this shirt. I did an episode of the, uh, Tosh.0. And uh, it was a bit where somebody stood up at one of the, con uh, the like, Tosh Con or whatever and said, hey, uh, they go, oh, he goes, oh, you look just like, I like you dressed up like Todd Glass. I go, I am Todd Glass, but funny. And then I uh, have a question for Daniel. But it's not important to get into. So these shirts, they say, I am Todd Glass. Very big. So I wear it because I'm not kidding you. First of all, I've never worn it out of the house. <laughs> so you don't have to doubt whether I wear it for the wrong reason. It is so comfortable. It is the best. Like, if, you get, if you don't get these shirts when you're having shirts made, if you do decide to make shirts as a comedian or someone that has a podcast, if you don't get this material, well, then you're fucking full of shit or something that feels as good as this. This is what people want. You like to get people things they don't want? Well, what's then go the, save a dollar. What's the brand? I can't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> no, uh, we're in negotiations right now. for, a, <laughs> And I just wanted to send some love their way. No, to George Carr, and I should tell you, do you want to look what it is? Sure. Yeah, because I, I don't... I, well, here's, can I tell you something as you come over here? Let me talk to you. Sure. This would be one of those moments where I would say... I, I don't, afterwards, I'd go, hey, look at it. Why am I in a hurry? Come over. You don't even have to run. No one's in a hurry but us, but me. Is it me? You're the only one in a hurry. Okay, what, what's the shirt say? Give them a plug if they're so comfortable. To George Carr, and it's not. Do you really have to? Yes. No, shut up. <laughs> Let me is, it, is it a canvas? I was going to ask yeah, canvas, canvas, too. Yeah, uh, you can tell by the tag. Yeah. Canvas? Yeah. You can tell by the tag. You think a good canvas. shirt company, well, they, there's some shirt companies don't have a tag. What do you think of that? I think oh, Haynes Tagless. It's a good shirt. Yeah, but. These are the. I'd rather have a tag if it means they're this. Can you soft. separate the tag from the shirt? Can you? <laughs> hey, we don't say. We say homosexual. <laughs> um, <laughs> Canvas. So um, here's what I want to talk about. I I know I know all of you. Uh, you're, you you know about this, and I never did. I never knew about this till five nights ago. About in the future, how they'll travel like. Well, you know, I mean, Japan has it now already. They well, have. Kind What's of, it called? Uh, the bullet train. Bullet train. This is not what we're talking about. Hyperloop. Well, I mean, the, isn't that yeah, where you I like the thing in the is, bank? But that's ideally what we're we're hoping for. But isn't this faster than the bullet train? Mm, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know if it's faster. Yeah, they said you could make it to San Francisco in half an hour. I think one works on uh, uh, electromagnetic. Aren't they both train? electromagnetic? All right, let's see how. Are they? Let's see what the top speed of a magnetic train. Is. Here we go. Oh, no, I love a show like, like uh, this because we're informative. A lot of the other shows. 
Hyperloop is a pressurized tube, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's more like a vacuum oh, pressure, yeah. right? Yeah. And the bullet train yeah. is just magnetic. No, we're informative. All right. All right. Listen, Listen. This is a hold on. Show. I want to hear what the pulse of the energy of the world is saying. Well, we're informative. We can be silly and we can be informative. We're not afraid. Other not podcasts. only can we ask questions, we can Google the answer. Right. So what? What is the <laughs> oh, truth? Man. See, uh, what you? Why are you so happy about this answer? You. We got? have a new game. Yeah, we do. What Which is it trains faster? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say already. Hey, there's theme music for this. Oh, there is. Hold oh, on, let me totally. hear. It. Put it through the room, just so everybody can feel it. All right. Welcome back to another edition <laughs> of What? Can you put some reverb train in his voice? Is more fast with your host. Can you put him in the room? Hey, everybody at home. <laughs> All of a sudden, you get self. You know, you're like, hey, everybody at home. <laughs> we have our contestants here in the studio. Eric Olson, Todd Glass. How are we doing tonight, gentlemen? I'm doing good. Doing now, great. Todd, you're at $500. Eric, you're at $450. Uh, not too far behind, but it's looking good for you. I'm you giving have a chance my, to go in the lead. I'm going to give my million dollars to the SPCA of Santa Monica. Uh, we, uh, we're going to double what you win then. To then I'm going to keep half of it. Oh, well, wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm not everybody. stupid. <laughs> That's why you're in the lead right now here on Which Train is Faster on Fox Primetime. You know, oh, who goes first? Uh, well, you, you are in the lead right now. Also, we do have a call-in guest from around the, from around the world that will call in with their own. Uh, oh. Who's going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> if these guys want to try to guess. Yeah, right. Okay, so, uh, okay, so, uh, uh, right, I'm so gonna which train's faster and then average? Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. I'm going to say. Oh, average speed? Maybe. Wow, that's fun. That makes it fun. I love games like this I'm gonna because say it's easy. I mean, I could be train. wrong, but it's guessing. Guessing can be hard even if you're wrong. This is, at least if I'm wrong, it wasn't a big deal. I'm going to say bullet train only because uh, Hyperloop doesn't exist yet. That's exactly what I was thinking. Hyperloop doesn't exist yet. Also, Japan's been doing it for so long. Can I tell you something? And I'm copying you guys, if I must, full disclosure. I was going to go in the other direction. I'm going in your direction because you slipped me that way, but with for another reason, too, because it's too obvious. And I know that's never a way to guess. It's worked for me. I got through high school guessing. Uh, I'm writing a book called How to Guess Your Way Through High School. <laughs> Um, it's very big and big on the charts. So, but yeah, because it just seems so obvious that like, well, of course it's the Hyperloop. That's the future. But that doesn't exist. You're right. That doesn't exist yet. Going with hypotheticals. I what goes uh, higher, Hyperloop. cars or a flying car? Right. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to say. Cars. Well, that was another arousing addition <laughs> of which train goes faster. I want the answer now. Well, you guys talked me into it, but. You knew the answer, right? Well, uh, the answer. John. Did you know? You knew, of course you knew the answer. The top, the top, the top result on the internet: the Hyperloop coming in first at 750 miles per hour. That's fast. That's oh, so it, they've had a, they've had a test run. Can I guess? Let's can we guess well, how fast? Oh, oh, I thought, I thought we were wrong. They call thought... it an alpha level concept. Okay, yeah, so see that we're right because it's just a concept. Yeah, but exist. but I'm trusting so that they've theory, had a they've they had ran a run. the numbers. No, well, well, he's a smart guy. He can launch a rocket to the space. Okay, station. so what's the other one? Well, I'm going to say so. We're still saying that it's the uh, train. The train you think goes faster than 700,000 miles an hour? No. no. What? Wait, did I say it no, wrong? No, I don't. I don't think anything uh, on land. 760 goes... miles an hour. 
On the train? On the Hyperloop. Okay, and what is it on a train? Let me just get to the answer before my head explodes. 375. Yeah, that's what okay. I... I mean, I, well, I wasn't right. The fact that I doubted it, everyone was scared in the room. What's the They're fastest like, land please. Speed? Just out of curiosity. Fastest land speed? Yeah. I, you should see me hitting up Pico and Vaughn's when I want a milkshake. And <laughs> <laughs> joke fills in itself. Isn't it the car that break, <laughs> Can I tell you something? 763 miles per hour. Uh... Nice. Basically, a jet, basically a jet engine on the ground. In the desert. Yeah. Eric's leaving us because he said he doesn't love he us. He said we got bored. Why did we do? Maybe he's leaving us. That's not right. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't go anything wrong. I can't believe it. You came to me. You said you were going to stay the whole night. Eric Calvert's leaving us. <laughs> you said that you were going to stay. <laughs> oh, leave your bow tie on your way out. <laughs> no, I have to give direction in the middle of the bit. Oh. I do it inside. You're good. Thank you. End of time. Here's what I want to say. Yes, I'm going to turn it around. I, to George Carr, will keep this under 90 seconds. Yeah. He's gone now. Uh, I always say, I think on this show, everyone knows I defend youth enough. I still defend them. What I'm saying is, when I'll be super proud of them, if they can be the generation, that what the next thing is. Of course, you're young, and I'm defending your brilliance, but then we need something else to happen. We need you to be the generation that when you get older, you don't do the same thing. There's been other people like you before that have been brilliant. Overwhelmingly, young people are overwhelmingly brilliant. But they overwhelmingly get to a certain age where that changes. So, yes, I'm proud of you now, but I want to hit you up in 30 years, and I want to be proud of you. I'm not being negative. I want to tell the story that this was the generation. But they have to know what their goal needs to be because it's not just to be, have everyone be aware that you're on the right. You're right. You're, you're brilliant. You're right. It's to go, will we make it hard when we get older? So when that day comes, when they outlaw cars, and you're 70, I'll be proud of it, you if you're not the one. Because they will. Eventually, we joked about this. They're going to outlaw cars because it's going to be like cigarettes. 90 seconds. And it's going to be the, the emissions from it. The young kid today, I'll meet you on the other side when that happens. And I'll be so proud of it. If you go, no, this is probably what Ty was. Anything like that, that you go, no, we promise. Not only would we be diligent and proper in our thoughts and where we're at when we're young, but we'll make sure we don't turn into old people that then do exactly what we hated. That's where I'll meet you, and I want to be proud of you. So we'll wait and see. Anyway, Rory Scovel's on the phone. Yeah. You want to talk to Rory? Yeah, of course I want to talk to Rory. He's doing a lot of sound. Of Boring shovel. Boring shovel. I said it before. Oh, that's it. Rory. 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 Oh, he <laughs> Did he call just to do this? No, he didn't. He's being silly. I love it. Rory! Come on. Rory! All right. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> Rory! Does he hear me? 
Rory. 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 Boring. Rory. Boring. Maybe it is boring shovel. Is this all? He d is this what you do in your act now? No, seriously, Rory. 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 Some of them are good. It's just I've seen this done before. Rory. That's a good one. Rory. That is actually. What? Rory. Rory. Come on, Rory! I think he's fucking with us. Why is this driving me nuts? And I know I should just be laughing, he's funny, but... Rory. Rory. Does he know he's on the show? I don't... Yes, he called us. Well, maybe you're right, he doesn't know I'm playing it in I mean, the he did send that text saying, I'm gonna call you while you're recording the show. Yes. Oh, that's how we know it's Rory. 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 Oh, it's his baby. Oh, it's his baby. Exploiting his baby. Rory. Oh, here he is. Oh, he's Rory. Eric, right? No. Oh. Rory, are you there? Rory. Rory, I think we lost him. <laughs> Who wants to get some fresh air? Enjoy life. Sure. So that was Travel in the Future. I love that we talked about that. Fresh air. Did you all learn it? You know it? Look at Benny. I love it. Who's lost? Who's lost? Someone said they're lost. I think it's in the recording. That was you. It's you. You're lost. Right? Oh, right. Hold on. All right. Real quick. Do you know what's the other thing called that he's doing? It's not the Hyperloop, but the, the underground car tunnel. What? How come that I don't know Elon about this? Musk? Why don't I know about this? I was uh, going to ask if you knew about this. Does I it have a name? There's video of it. What the, is the, it? The Tell me. Uh, he. This show is so great. Here's It's a... It's a it's an odd topic, but he's built a tunnel under LA that is uh, like a kind of I, I don't know how to describe it, but there's video of it. Is this and true? It's yeah. true, and it's done. And people with Teslas get priority, but you have to like buy a pass to use it. But it's a thing you drive your car onto. It lowers down into a tunnel and like speeds through to get you across town. Shut yeah, the see, fuck up. How I understand it. Wait, is this it, which, true? Yeah, it is true. It is true. And he bored through the universe. Yeah. Okay, so what? he has a company called no. The Boring Company. <laughs> Good for him. I want to invest in that. Is there? Can you get stocks boring in that? Shovel. Uh, no. Boring shovel. No, boring. I think all of his stuff's private, right? Yeah. Well, not Tesla, but he's oh, yeah, trying Tesla. to. It's a he's whole, trying to buy back. He got issue. trouble. Yeah. He's with the yeah yeah. Uh, but let me, let me brighten it up in here. To do Hyperloop, do you need to bore the holes. So he created the Boring Company, and I think that there. Right back if where I, I I'm probably way off, but I think that they started to bore to do a test to show how this hyperloop system's mm -hmm. gonna work. But since all of it all the pieces aren't there yet, uh, they're they're doing it by showing cars going yeah. through the system. Well, oh, okay. It's also well, it's I also a very right. claustrophobic thing. If anyone else has watched it, I was like, oh, I would never want to get into that. Yeah, that but eventually everybody will. I would see. I think that uh, one of the problems we have is shipping, right? That's uh, what you said the other night. We'll right. start with... Start with that. 
Can I tell you that? Instead of boats and trains and just put everything underground, let's see how that goes. You know, somebody... Yeah, the take, other, take the 16-wheelers off the road, yeah. save all the emissions off Take the that. boats off the water. Well, yeah. He's Shipping also kind of done that, too. Have you seen he's built the fucking Tesla uh, 16-wheelers or whatever? Oh, that's yeah. great. And John said that the other night, and it helps you understand how we'll get people there. It's a slow process. Like As soon as he said, yeah, we'll start with shipping containers. That's just... If it happens and it will, that makes sense. You do that for a few years, and people see, yeah, it's a, and then and then still people that won't go along, but a lot will. They'll be like, oh, they've done that for five years, you know. So what's this going? Oh, is that? Sh- whoa. Anyway, so oh, that's a, pretty cool. This is the yeah. video. They're gonna look back right now. They're gonna go. So people used to just drive in their car. Is there a way to get in? Oh, that's yeah. We have how to figure out transportation because. The system we have where everybody's an individual polluter isn't working <laughs> so well. Well, I mean, that's what the the bus and the train were supposed to be. You can turn that <laughs> yeah. off if you want. Let me fuck that up. So this is uh, the video, what the thing we're just talking about, the tunnels under the videos. If right you just Google uh, Elon Musk Boring Company Tunnel. Boring Shovel. Like boring Shovel. <laughs> now, Rory, Rory Scovel's so mad. <laughs> You know what we're going to do? It was, I guess it's sort of an idea from uh, Bert Kreischer said, but I'm sure he doesn't care if we do a version of it because it's, it's, his message is to share the podcast with someone you like. The next time I can't do a show, I'm going to just post somebody else's. Zipping 40 feet beneath Los Angeles, Elon Musk's sci-fi feet. vision closer to reality. Traffic has gone from like, just like seventh level of hell to like the eighth level of hell. And you know, it's terrible. Now the scientist turned showman unveiling his answer to gridlock. A mile long tunnel designed to transform commutes. Initial plans teased cars speeding up to 150 miles per hour. But after months of test runs, Safe speeds barely broke 45. Musk admitting the dream isn't there yet. Okay. Promising a smoother, faster trip. It's going to be a, a slightly bumpy ride. It's a little rough around the edges. Now, it's hard to believe when you see the size of this tunnel, but digging it was the easy part. What Elon Musk wants now is an entire grid stretching citywide. His next dream? Carrying 4,000 cars an hour. If you can tunnel here, you All can right. tunnel anywhere. I get confused now. now. But uh, that's... Uh, you know, you know, um, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. At so, first, my reaction was at forty miles an hour. I was like, yeah. oh, but no, that's p- towards what we'll, when we'll figure it out. It has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. What are you gonna do? Can I tell you? I, I said this. I thought this. I said it driving down the street the other day. You're either gonna be a pessimist or an optimist. Now, a lot of people don't want to say they're pessimist. Most people don't. Some would. Some would. But I think a lot of people would go. No, at the end of the day, I'm an optimist. I complain here and there, and I probably... But most people want to consider themselves an optimist, you know. So, okay, with that said, then it doesn't have to be crazy to think if the world doesn't blow up, we could get on the better side of this. Like, if we if we just do a lot of things that are right for the planet, like, mm-hmm. we can have a good story to tell. It is possible, Right, or am I delusional? Oh, no, I think it's possible. I don't I mean like, that it will happen. I mean, hypothetically, if everybody started like really doing some serious putting thought towards that, whatever the reason is, whoever became the president of the United States, like, because the one thing I know, and some people, I, I get it, if you know more than I do, don't get upset with me, I always read emails, but I think it's a good sign. Los Angeles, I think a lot of people forget, the air quality in Los Angeles is better than it was 30 years ago, by far noticeable not like well under the meter it is but like it's 
proving we can do things just with admissions, basically. So I, I think uh, there's a. Can we be positive? Can we be optimist and think that we could, or what's going on? Well, yeah, I, I think that we can. I think uh, Jay Inslee is a guy that's running for president. He's currently the governor of the state of Washington, and he says we are the first generation to feel the effects of climate change, and we're the last generation that can do something about it. That means we have a problem. It's here. And there's no time to wait. We have to fix this now. I read a thing that said if we were to take all cars off the street, every person in the world stops driving. The temperatures are still going to continue to rise for the next 60 years. So what we have to do is figure out how much we're going to let them rise. Because uh, we're already feeling devastating effects. I just want to get it done. I just want to get a show in the air. They, they, they say... If this world blows up before I get my show, I'm going to be so pissed off. I could just see it. We sell it. You get it. We're shooting it. It's getting good reviews. And then the whole goddamn world. I could, I, but I still have my cell phone. For some reason, I still have enough cell call. Can you fucking believe it? My show... I got my show on the air and the world blew up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But But still... You can be po- You can try to be positive. I had a bit that's exactly the same about. Could you imagine if you were just having the best day of your life? Everything came together. You you just graduated college, so you proposed to your girlfriend, and not only she said yes, she said that she's pregnant, and and it just everything is coming together. Your life's great. You've got money's no. And the world anymore. blows up, and then the clouds part, and the trumpets blast, and here comes Jesus. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it! <laughs> what would that be? The end of the world? Oh, yeah, well, according to oh. scripture. <laughs> Stress me out. <laughs> scripture, I hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is, they say uh, over the next ten years, the fires that are in California are only going to double in uh, intensity. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to depress me? I'm, well, you asked I'm, the kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I mean, I wasn't kidding. So yeah, I think I want to know the truth, but not too much. We can be optimistic. Hey, but change we it. Do something. Can you do me a favor? Sure. I hate to do this to you. To swear to God, I don't want to depress people. Can I ask you that again and say they're absolutely fine? I just mm-hmm. sure. Oh yeah, I bummed out. The, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. Okay. This is a comedy I'll podcast. So just go back, I, go I, in I, clean, I and it. just I'll be like, "Are you sure?" He goes, "No, no." They say the fire's actually on the downfall. Just let right, people right, relax. Right, right. There's enough for people to think about. Right. People listen to the show because they want to oh, yeah, forget no, about yeah. their problems. I'm so sorry. Like no, 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 no. You're good. Sure. I feel bad asking, but we'll just edit out. So you'll come in clean right about here. Well, the fires are under control, and that's good. Yeah. Do you, do you see a fire now? They say that apparently there are 90% yeah. of fires won't All happen the, anymore yep. because of uh, proper uh, ditch uh, digging in the woods, right. in, the, in the wilderness, keeping the uh, brush. Cleaning uh, they, the uh, uh, the we, brush. We, we raked up the forest floor. We raked up the forest. Yeah. They had a worldwide it. cleaning up these forests, and it's amazing. It made a big difference. They say 95% of forest fires are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, it really will always happen. To add those smart. nets halfway up the trees to catch all the to leaves. To catch all I mean, the we leaves. We can't walk through there anymore, but it's Yeah, they taught the bears to rake up the leaves. This is true, I swear to God. They taught the bears to you go through the woods now, there's oh, that's bears. Smart. Like, you know, they're they t- there, right? Thank you. And they taught can I tell you what? They taught the bear, they go, dogs were nice to people. They domesticated themselves. And they domesticated themselves. Mm-hmm. You could do the same thing. You know, people think you're adorable. You now the bears let you pet them. They mush oh. their face. By the way, there was Because now they have a sense of purpose. Because they have a sense of purpose. <laughs> 
They're so cute. Oh, the bears. There was a video of a bear, a guy sitting in a chair. It's the bear you see like a teddy bear. He's so fucking cute. I could mush. I used to say I wanted to mush a lion's face. If I could get it to a zoo, to George Caron, I, I've, uh, t- I've talked about this scenario before. I don't believe in zoos, but I don't. So I want to create a situation where I wouldn't be doing anything wrong. Let's say it's a, it's a refuge, and they're going to put these bears back out into the wild. And I, I, I would give them money no matter what, but I ask them, if I'm giving you the money, the next time uh, a bear is being operated on, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? We've talked about this, that I could... They know when they're in anesthesia, when they're coming out of it, exactly the dose. Let's say 30% is when they all get out of the room. When it's not till 70, will they do anything bad ever? 30 70% of awareness, but at 30% out of the room. But they don't take chances. I want to be in there, whatever you think. I don't want to take any chance. 30, I want to be in there with that bear when it's 30% awake and mush the fuck out of its face. Maybe I'd push it to 40 Tickle if they let me. Armpits. Oh, I go, you son of a bitch. I go, I'm going to bite your face. I'm reaching in his belly. Yeah. You know, they're so goddamn cute. It's just sitting there with its bare face. It's like nothing I've ever seen. I've seen another bear, like probably the black bears, whatever this bear was. Do you know what bear that was? Like a brown bear. A brown bear. He was so cute. He I, was I sitting see- there looking at the water. Literally looking out down at the water. He's, he walks up to it. That looks beautiful. Then he sits down, and he's literally taking in the scenery, this bear out in the middle of nowhere, next to a guy probably 10 feet from in a chair, just being quiet. And then the bear gets up, starts walking towards him, smiling. And he goes, hey, 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 hey. And the bear just walked the other way. Because he has a sense of purpose. Because he has a sense of purpose. Because <laughs> he has a sense of purpose. It's like, well, I got to get back to raking the forest. <laughs> they rake the forest. Well, I love that 99% of forests are safe. That makes it feel good. And they say overwhelmingly that the, there's no global warming anymore because everybody turned off their space heaters. I, I'm done with my act. Whatever I do, whatever this is, I don't like it. Um, let's, you want to talk about something? Sure. In particular? Oh, you want to see something? <laughs> Guys, can you get your Batman, uh, Batman masks? I'm thinking about doing this on the road. Can you play it? And coming out, having the band walk out on stage. I want your honest opinion. Now, picture they're all doing it, right? So the band comes out. They sit. They sit there. Now look, hold on. a Batman mask on and a shirt that says I'm Todd Glass pretending to play the drum set. Isn't that great? great? Or you should have like a pow sign. Yes, of course. Yeah, add the pals in there. But the whole band would have um, uh, uh, what were they masks? What type of mask? Batman mask. The whole band. Then I come out with a Batman, Batman mask with a cape. I have to start taking myself seriously. I need to make my show bigger. Come you out know, like now that uh, uh, Ben Affleck's out, they're looking for a new Batman. <laughs> no, I don't want to act. I don't want to get up early. What's Batman's first name? Bruce. Bruce. Bruce Batman? <laughs> Bruce Batman. Band enters as Batman. I got rid of that. Big Bird sang. You, uh... Ay, ay, ay. Oh, shit. How's it, buddy? 
Sure. Sure, I know how to produce a show. Well, I know what I'm doing. I'm not trying to be stupid. Duncan. What? On the Todd Glass Show. It's Duncan. And on the Todd Show. It's Duncan. On the Todd Glass Show. It's Duncan. Turn it around. Oh, yeah. Did you learn it, everybody? Thank you. <laughs> you guys are lucky. Oh wow, I love carbonated water. Once you start drinking it, you can't stop. I think I'm on the I think I'm going to have to stop it. All of a sudden, because it is truly healthy. It's water, right? Carbonated This is water with a little lemon in it, right? This is mm-hmm. crazy healthy, right? Uh, I I assume so. Right. I hope so. Well, yeah, it's 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 carbonated water and 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 um and it's just got a little lemon in it. Uh this has cucumber in it. And it's oh. fucking amazing. What are the Croy? Is that what they're called that they're so popular? It's basically those, but it's a store brand. And, it's, and you know what it is? It's the carbonation. You go back to it and look, after an hour, I don't need a soda. You know those people, Daniel Kino talks about it. They pull a Pepsi out of their backpack from eight hours ago. Really? You need to sip of that warm shit? That's how much you're craving your Pepsi, my cocoa? I open it up. Psst. Oh, it's got a psst of a thing that, oh, I'm going to, oh. Look, I shouldn't make fun of other people's problems, <laughs> but I still say it's a problem. It but these right, carbonated waters, at late at night, or if you're smoking pot and you just does it, it, it's like the carbonation goes fucking nuts on your mouth. How can I not expect that? How can I not expect that? Slow down, Todd. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't want to talk about something, and I really believe that this person is crazy. Uh, Vinny pointed out that, you know, like a bit I have about the signs. Like if a sign says, don't do it, it means someone did it. Mm-hmm. I have jokes like that in my act. Don't dive in the hot tub. Don't, yeah. No diving in the jacuzzi. That means somebody dove into the jacuzzi. You know, uh, uh, whatever. Must don't put, stick your dick in the light socket. Don't stick your dick in the light socket. Um, so, or, you know, um, uh, 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 whatever, whatever the others were, you know, <laughs> excuse me. So one it said at the ice cream place, you know, like where you get scoops of ice cream, mm-hmm. it said, uh, n- uh, four, four sample limit. That means someone tried to get four. Now, okay. I don't want to yell because I'm going to lose credibility. That means gonna... someone tried to get five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet that. Well, you're right. It could be, but it's probably four. Cause they went, you know what? No, we're not getting four is the limit. I think you've oh, you're enough. right. Is it three or four? Who saw the sign? It opened up my no, eyes. But, damn it. I, I saw the sign. <laughs> what? I saw the sign. It opened up my eyes. Thank you. I saw the sign. It said a three limit. Open it said a three. I've been corrected by one of my producers. Sure, it's a real show. I have a producer in the other room on a glass checked. wall. Yeah, it's three. It's three. Two George Carr, and it is three. So someone tried to get four. Check the sign database. And I think if you try to get four, that these people are out there. You know, you don't have to be a lunatic. Uh, people think a lunatic, lunatic's not a nice word, but for what it's worth, you, you're not a lunatic just if you run down the street flailing your arms. making. There's people that are lunatics in their behavior and don't realize how much it affects their family. Now, why am I pointing this out? Because it, uh, my fantasy is there's one person listening to the show that goes, I tried to get four. Let me tell you something. You're, 
you, all your problems in your life lead back to this. That's just a common, you go, can I taste that? Oh, yeah, here you go. Can I taste that? Oh, sure, no problem. Can I taste that? When will you stop? Two is enough. Three, okay. Four, you're saying no, four. Who knows if you're going to go to five? But they may think, well, this has nothing to do with me. I put things together for fun. You, I'm sorry you came across my path. You know when you go to the, uh, <laughs> the yogurt yogurt shop and they give you the little tiny paper cups. Yeah, I put a large in it. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, well, you pull the handle for the yogurt to come out and it doesn't just come out in a little tiny paper cup portion. Yeah. So you end up with yogurt and then I think that they think that I'm trying to rip them off. You you just say, you know what you do? Dump it in in the trash. (laughs) Because people... Can I get four? Can I get... Oh, sorry. I just cleaned the machine. Yeah. Eric went to a McDonald's once. They said they didn't have Frosties because they just cleaned the machine. Great. That's all tab two. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a good time to get one? Sorry. I'll come back when it's dirty. I'll come back when it's dirty, <laughs> he told the guy. <laughs> <laughs> just clean the machine. Don't have McFlurries. I'll come back when it's dirty. Hey, honey, you want to fool around? No, my, uh, I just cleaned my vagina. <laughs> However people stick, wherever you stick, I don't care. It shows open-minded. Wherever you touch, whatever you do, if it makes you feel good, have a good time. This joke's uh, appropriate for everybody. No, I don't. Don't touch me there. I just scrubbed. <laughs> McDonald's, I love them. You're loving it. McDonald's, by the way, go in there and get an egg McMuffin. I always recommend get an egg McMuffin, then get a hash brown and stick it in there. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you something. That's some good stuff. McDonald's, we crack an egg. Whether you've heard differently or not, we're cracking eggs every morning. They're real eggs. We crack them in house. And we make an egg, we throw it on an English muffin, an English muffin, an English muffin, a Canadian piece of bacon, grade A, slap it all together. I say slap it all together because it sounds delicious. <laughs> I used to uh, try a, a gluten-free diet. Yeah. And that's what I do. I get you. an egg McMuffin. Hey, he likes gluten-free. You. Gluten. You. No, I'm just trying to stay young. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It I wasn't used, worth I used it to take that. the two hash browns and use that as the muffin. Oh, that, who does that? I did. Oh, I love that. It's great. Oh, yeah, that would be really... Let's do that tonight. Wait, wait, I think he just blew out his saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Let me hear a little bit of that sax. <laughs> he told me. Here's what he said before the show. Do not make me play sax. He literally said, he goes, I haven't played it in, in like five years. I'm like, so what? Everybody knows. Like, hold on. Hold on. Though. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. One. Just, just do what you know. Don't try to do anything. Just do what you know. Like, fuck around. Like, no one was Go here. with what you feel. Go with what you feel. <laughs> what? How about that? Ain't he great? Any great, he said, make a wish foundation. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that, Aaron. I'd like to come up and do my actual act. <laughs> anyway, what I'd like to treat everyone to tonight, why don't we all come up here tonight, later in the show, talk about a tease, and do one joke that we either wanted to do or did at a show early in, early in when we ever did it. That's right, it's a Todd Glass show. We'll be back right after this. We're not going anywhere. I'm walking over to my chair. Right. Wow, I feel good. I do. I just have to calm down. Do a, do a out to a commercial like you just did. 
We'll take a break. You're okay. Ready? Everybody laugh like we said something funny. Ah! <laughs> You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, I know how to produce a show. Now come back. We're and we're back with the Todd Glass Show. Did we just leave again? <laughs> this sounds official. Sounds official. Oh, yeah, I did it backwards. Dang it. It's all right. You don't worry about that. We would just... Hey, you want to hear a joke that Rodney would do, but it makes no sense, but it does make sense? Sure. And I don't think I set it up anything but perfectly. This is not a Rodney joke, but it sounds like something he would say, but it really doesn't mean anything, but it works. I'll tell you, I told my wife never change. She took off her jacket and shoes. <laughs> I'll tell you, she's argumentative. Oh, I forgot to set it up. My wife's <laughs> argumentative. <laughs> Sorry. Should I edit it out and fix it? No, I'll tell you, I told my wife, I said, my wife's arguing. Okay, let me start all over again. Sure. Can I get a round of applause? <laughs> I'll tell you, my wife, you know, she's argumentative. I told her never change. She took off her shirt and shoes, her jacket and shoes. Shirt sounds like they're going to fuck. <laughs> Forget it. I'm tired of trying to help him. And what we know about her is she fucks everybody but Rodney. <laughs> well, that's what. That's sad when you think about it. A lot of that he made jokes about later, I think, really probably bothered him. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he say, oh, I took the cab. If you break his act down for comedic reasons to do exactly what you shouldn't, it's so much fun. We, we used to have a bit where we'd go, you know, it's sad because, you know, Rodney used to say that, that when, when I was with Rodney, when he got into the cab and said, take me where the action is, and they took him to his wife's house. I was with him, and that oh, hurt him. So that, yeah, that hurt him. I bet that. That hurt him. It hurt him. It hurt him. I was there. He, he didn't like really it. Hard. I mean, he never got respect. He never, and, and the yeah, fact that he true. never got respect, I, these are guys that want to break it down, have no idea about <laughs> the comedy. No, sure it did. It did. It did. Rodney would, in the middle of set, start telling the audience he didn't get respect. He never felt like he got respected, even when he was working 3,000 seat theaters. That's really sad. Yeah, it's that's sad. sad. sad when you and I remember he asked the doctor, he went to the doctor, the doctor said he thinks he has, you know, uh, um, psoriasis and you know Rodney said can I get a second opinion and he goes I'm going to get a second opinion the doctor said you're ugly too oh, that, that hurt right. him that hurt you know, him that would hurt your feelings it would hurt, of course doctor. it would hurt my that's feelings that's a medical opinion why would you say More you're disrespect. ugly too just to be mean to be mean so it, it always hurt Rodney and you know I uh, and his wife when his daughter you know she hit a deer in the zoo and she said it wasn't her fault she beeped but that's Rodney yeah. Rodney was worried he, about he, her. He, those things bother him with his kids. You well, know. because he loves his kids, and when they do things like that, he gets nervous. Because his, his sons used to say that uh, Rodney was so ugly that they would have to flip a coin to see who kissed him goodnight. And, you know, that's really hard that, for a father. That's Let me tell you something. That's the hardest thing a father could do. How could you not give a guy like that respect? Yeah. I don't just, know. And Rodney, they'd introduce him on The Tonight Show. This next guy, they'd tell the audience he gets no respect. I don't know if it was a joke. That's, that's a hard life to live. Now yeah, well, Rodney... Rodney's wife, he made jokes about it. She was just, her food, her cooking was horrible. And, yeah, I think it shook him up when he saw a fly fixing the screen door. Yeah. And that's that, a true story. That's got to be rough. That's got to be rough. That's why he would probably pray after he ate. Well, they did. That's the thing. Rodney would always go, my wife, I yeah. pray after I ate because he was nervous. <laughs> and everybody, shh. Oh, go ahead. I mean, he never really looked that good, I don't think. I think the cooking, I think that was... I think she was poisoning him. I think Rodney Dangerfield's wife was poisoning him. I'll tell you. That's what happens when you're in the danger field. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. All right. He's uh, proof that uh, 
you know, someone go, well, there's a little bit of truth to every joke. Oh, really? His wife signed him up for a bridge club, and he's supposed to jump off and kill himself? Yeah, that's, oh, interesting. Hey, can you uh, let me do some drops so you can just flurry them through the show in case I'm not being a good host? You can fix it in post. Let me just say five or six things, isolate them, edit it out now so I don't look like an idiot. Are you going to remember to edit this out? Of course. Okay, so let me just give you a few drops. And you know what I mean? Like later in the show, if there's times I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not listening and it's embarrassing, so you can fix it in post. And it'll just take a second. Oh. Oh, that had to be fun. Hold on. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Oh, these are edit transitions. Yeah, these are, no, oh. these are to react to guests. Great. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Give me some good ones. Oh, uh, he, like he says something offensive. Oh, oh, no, no, no! I didn't know. I, oh, mm. me no likey. Well, that's not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's not? I love the Didgeridoo 2000. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like a moron. He said something offensive. React to it. Me no likey. <laughs> well, I'm trying to keep it light. My show, I can keep but light. They, you find out that Eric's your real father. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's so great. Wow. <laughs> By the way, do you, for Philadelphia people... Um, Philly. Uh, Relax with the sports. Shut up. We're going to make sure. Now, this is the whole thing. They love it at Levitt's. They go, you're going to love it at Levitt's. And then this other woman comes on. Play it again. You'll love it at Levitt's. We're going to make sure. Now, you're going to love it at Levitt's. So, um, um, uh, hold on, hold on. So uh, a friend of mine, sorry, I got preoccupied. He does a bit where he goes up all the time. Every night he'll go up to people. And, it, and, it, and he came up to me. He goes, when he, I think especially when he finds out people are from Philadelphia. May, is, is Levitt's just from Philadelphia? Maybe it's New York, Philadelphia. That I don't know. But how did he know to come to me? And he goes, oh, I said I'm from Philly. And he goes, oh, you've been to Levitt's? I said, yeah. He goes, did you love it? <laughs> so I said, what if I said I hadn't been? He goes, oh, go ahead, do it. He goes, hey, you been to Levitt's? I go, no. He goes, oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I've been doing it ever why. since. Mark Cohen. Mark Cohen. Mark Cohen. <laughs> Mark, Mark Cohen. Oh, Mark That's Cohen's, what I wanted oh, to Oh, Mark Cohen's so good. Mark Cohen is great. Mark Cohen is great. He's, he's, every bone in his body is funny, you know? He, he, uh, and and uh, he's just at parties. I'm, I haven't seen him perform, you know, in, in forever. But I think I'm he, talking about him at parties. He's working at... Uh, the Comedy oh. Underground in Las Vegas. Yeah, something to or do. Or no, The Cellar. Somewhere. The cellar. Well, good, the cellar good, Vegas, good. Yeah. I'm happy he's working. But anyway, um, but um, what were we just saying about uh, his... Mark Cohen, uh, you're oh, going to yeah. love it. You love it, love it. You love it at Levitz. I love the jingle. Listen, play it. <laughs> you're going to love it at Levitz. We're going to make sure. Oh, she says she's going to make sure. It sounds a little bit like a threat. Are you, that's what I was just going to say. Oh, Act okay. like you're not... Are you having a good time? We're going to make sure. Yeah, you know why you're going to love gonna it? We're going to make sure. Yeah, we're going to make sure. You know why? What are we going to love? Unless you've changed your business model, and it's not my fault. It's not my fault. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I haven't been to Levitt's in a while. But you need not have the best. You've dated furniture a lot. Salesmen that walk up and down like sharks. 
I don't know. Maybe they've changed that. But uh, so what am I going to love at Levitt's? You're going to love it at Levitt's. We're going to guarantee. These people, you're going to love our suits. Love she comes We're going to make sure. Are you having a good time? <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a good time? You gotta be. Oh God! <laughs> You're gonna love it at Levitt's. Are you loving it? Isn't that the the slogan you love for Levitt's? Ross? Philadelphia sure. people are going apeshit. I know how to go to an individual city. Here's what I do. I create mayhem. I know what I'm doing. I really do. Philadelphia, right now, if you're driving around Philadelphia, and I'm playing this, or New York, or wherever you grew up here in this, it's bringing nothing but joy. The other people, let's say Minneapolis, San Antonio. They're like liking it because they're imagining what it must be like to listen to it if you're in Philadelphia or the surrounding areas, as they say. Oh, God. Do you love this shirt? Sure. Oh, sure. I love that shirt. I got it uh, Jeff Ross. Did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Jeff Ross. It's Forever, for, forever 50. <laughs> wow. But I've always knew how to brand my shows. And that is, I think, inevitably what was making a lot of people jealous. Because I knew how to... I knew what people needed. Sure. I played your podcast on my iPod last night. What? It's a real show. I played each episode much to my delight. What? It almost seems my list is incomplete. Yeah, there we go. Old shows are great. Look at Aaron Simon. I need. Here we go. Do you know it? I got a brand new head. You know it, guys. You guys know it. Wow, I love background music. Long time ago, I learned if you want to be successful in this business, learn how to have a little bit of betting music. Sounds like everything's all right. Look at that. Everybody, listen to the Todd Glass show. Okay, we'll take you right where you need to go. Listen. Shh. How long have we been going? Two hours. We're going to go in for the close. Ooh. It goes so quick. Played. Oh, want to hear something fun? Nah. <laughs> so, by the way, this 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 does not. Last time I said I was going to keep it at ninety seconds. I think you give me credit. I went maybe thirty seconds over, which is still crazy amazing. Wouldn't we all agree on the? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, John. So we went a little over on the fifteen-minute Jerry Seinfeld thing, <laughs> but well. Well, you wouldn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> We know how to do comedy. <laughs> you know, on the road to George Carr, and I don't do these anymore. Why? Because I, I like the band to do them. I'm like, what if people take Because the, ducks kept showing up. Because the ducks kept showing up. <laughs> I had two ducks. Hey, a train came. I don't know. I feel like I don't want people to, you know, think I'm losing it. So uh, One was a duck, and one was Duck Benson. Duck, duck, Benson. duck Benson. Hey, everybody, here comes Duck Benson. <laughs> Thank you. Aaron, let me tell you something. Because Duncan's here, and I think it's an interesting story, and I want him to know about it. Can you, I'm going to, Duncan emailed us. I mean, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Simon emailed us. Hey, I'm 
Yeah, I'm only 18 years old, but I'm moving to Los Angeles, and I re could... Well, anyway, hold on one second, hold on one second. So, so he emails us, and you know, I'm like, we could use a little help editing little clips, and there's stuff. We could use help on the show. We never had it before. We meet him. He shows up at the front door. I know your parents listen to the show, but the cat's out of the bag. He had marijuana and a potato. And every week, he would show up with his marijuana and his potato. Mm -hmm. Good energy, good at editing. And every week, it was the same potato. And it was the same, <laughs> but that's what we thought when, uh, uh, but, but he, but he will, and then we, we, little videos we edits, help me, help me do stuff. Oh, I need an Instagram, all that stuff he was great at, and he would just, you know, be able to uh, uh, navigate me through stuff like that, or, or help me editing videos. And next thing you know, I'm having dinner at his, uh, Hanukkah dinner at his grandmother's house, 40 people seated. Beautiful. Amazing. Ama and the food was so good. But there's a backstory to this guy. And Joe tells it in a beautiful story, which they're thinking about optioning it into a life. <laughs> oh, you think I'm joking around? This story is a true story to George Carlin. This is a true story. Now, the optioning part, I'm be honest, I'm hoping for. Right. But it is a true story. <laughs> to George sending Carlin. it to Hallmark. To George Carlin, this is a true story. Everything in this song is a true story. This is what I thought about it. I thought, I know. Joe McKenzie goes, I know where his parents live. I can imagine what it's like. So I know exactly where he lives. This is his story. When Aaron Simon plays his favorite podcast. Yeah, he's in Davis on the hammock. He sits comfortably in the shade to hear Todd Glass. Sure, they have a carport. Playing ping pong in the shade sounds like pure bliss. Here we go, you know it. Under the carport, he's got a Subaru. Under the carport, ping pong tables too. Under the carport, chilling out in the shade. Under the carport. He's got it made under, under the, the carport. carport, carport, carport. I know it's only two. I just have so much fun. I kept it going. Let's do it again. Carport, 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 carport. Night and day and night. Night and day <laughs> and night. Give me some reverb. <laughs> night and day, day and night and day and. All right, we got to go in for the close. You We're think done. Uh, Doug Stanhope still listens? I don't know. Duck Benson we'll and Duck Stanhope. How about Duck Benson and Duck Stanhope? That's right. We take a punch. We're rebels on the Todd Glass Show. Wow, that duck's drunk. Go watch <laughs> Sesame Street. If you want to eat dinner, put Sesame Street on in the background. Where are you going? We're almost done. All right, go pee. Uh, we are. We're closing. I think. You know what? To tell you the truth, I could go another hour. Me too. But but I always think. Leave them wanting, but we're going for the so cl slow close. But that's just because I think that would be good. And then I'm hungry. Um, but I, I do think you're going to want to hear this. I almost want to wait till uh, Mr. Saxophone Guy gets back because I want him to hear it too. But um, I've got something. What do you got? Tomorrow's my birthday. Shut up. What? Are you serious? Yeah. God damn it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Eric. 
Thank you. To George Carlin, we did not know that. Uh, I would have had donuts for you. Facebook says that uh, they suggested I pick a charity so that people can oh, yeah. donate uh, for my birthday. And Who are you going to pick? I pick me. I really <laughs> could use the money. Uh, think about just sending it directly to me. What's your memo? Uh, uh, find me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, guess no HLSN. Guess whose birthday it is tomorrow? Whose? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Eric Olson. He was in the military, fought for this country. That's you know, we right. used to have a jingle about him uh, fighting for our country. Eric Olson fought for this country to George Carr. You were really, in the military. Really what you? Anybody. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Edit that out. You tell people. You don't have to tell people you were. Oh, in yeah. The, I fought. You were in the mess hall. <laughs> Isn't that where you were at? That's all I know. You, well, you said you weren't fighting, so I figure you're either fighting or you're working the mess hall. I have no idea there's other things that they don't necessarily go out. You didn't go out into combat, you're saying. No, I was in the Coast Guard, so I was on an anti-terrorism team that uh, would board foreign ships coming into the port. I wow. secured the port. Wow, well, watch your mouth. <laughs> you know, in my time, they just I was so good, they just called it the hall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to What do you have over there? It seems like you have something. No? Okay, I have something. We're going to close, but I think this is worth oh, doing. I have something. Everybody Ooh, it's John's birthday, too. Is it your, no, it isn't. <laughs> Um, uh, so anyway, you know how there's a lot, there's a sentiment, and again, this isn't even getting to right or wrong, but I guess I'm enjoying it, so maybe it's a little bit naughty, as Tucker Carlson would say. Um, by the way, everything is like, it was locker room talk, then he's like, that's just calling the radio show talk. (laughs) Not real talk. No, there's locker room talk, there's calling the radio show talk, but who cares? I care, and I'll talk about that next week. But anyway, so the, the sentiment out there is, again... Uh, there's no show to listen to because they're all they're all doing the same political joke. By the way, I don't agree with this. I don't agree with it. But it's like if if you happen to like Trump, there's nothing for you to watch. It was Jimmy Fallon, and then Jimmy Fallon said he, you know, looked back in hindsight and said he shouldn't have uh, humanized him. And so now they're like, oh, go fuck yourself, and they miss Johnny. They miss Didn't Johnny. Uh, Jay Leno just say this. But Jay Leno always does that hey, sentiment. Everybody and, uh, wants to know yeah, your politics. You know, I try to look at both sides. I try to look at both sides. Jay, stop it. We know that there's times to look at both sides, and if there, it, but there's a time not to look at both sides. What would you do if you were around when they were? I go to the same ones all the time because you know what? It doesn't mean my head's in the wrong place. It just means it's fucking. I'm lazy and I don't get better examples. So I go to some of the same examples every time, which I shouldn't. I should do my homework and find out other things. But I always go to, if they were around when they were pouring Clorox in the pool around black people, would you have a funny perspective from the other side, too? Everybody wants to know your politics. You can look at both sides, but sometimes you look at one side and you're like, ugh. (laughs) 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 Sometimes, yeah, that's what you feel. You feel like, so anyway, so anyway, but but they missed, you know, they're like, oh, I I miss, uh, you know, Days of John, you know, because he wouldn't. Does this does so so since you're holding him in such high regard? I don't think they really remember. <laughs> well, they're saying it. They're all saying Johnny, 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 Johnny didn't Johnny talk didn't politics. Know, but Johnny had something to say about Donald Trump, and I wonder if somebody on the other side is like that was so relishing in this memory of Johnny because that's what it was. It was a memory that if he was around today, it, that's what they're holding on to. Literally, I'm not exaggerating. And there's not one talk show for them to watch, even if they liked that person before. They went, they tell that story. They used to love Jimmy Kimmel, but he won't shut the fuck up. Or I'm not a Trump guy, but I don't know if I could still. You know, some people claim that. I'm not even a Trump guy, but it's to say, I don't mind it. I find the one that deals with what you believe and has closest to the perspective and the sense of humor you have, 
that that's fine. And 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 if you uh, go start your own show, if you think there's a mm-hmm. huge audience for people that don't want to fucking hear it, well, the president of the United States knows the TV business. So if there's a market there, it doesn't matter whether I agree with it or not. If there is a market there, if there's a ton of people that are going, it seems what they're saying is the sentiment is there's a shit ton of people that don't fucking want to hear suck jokes about Trump. Maybe they want to hear it from the other perspective, hardcore the other way. Okay, we'll do it. That would be a good moneymaker to do. But the point is, more than that, is that um, uh, it's, it's, it ends silly in a weird way because, you know, the whole memory of Johnny. Johnny was around today. He wouldn't, you know, and then this shows up because he was a developer back then. Donald Trump is in the news. You believe it or not, they're developing a new game show. Yeah. It's called Trump Card. They're trying to get it on with Donald Trump. He's on everything. Got his name on buildings. He's got his name on boats. And this show apparently is, is a lot like Wheel of Fortune. But instead of Fan of Blank, Leona Helmsley comes out and flips a homeless person into the street. Oh, is Johnny off? He didn't get it. Did the writers miss the mark on how they... The features each week is called the Eviction of the Week. So now you know what he would say about Trump. <laughs> Not that anybody listens to this show feels that way, but it is funny. Like, what would someone say? You know, someone got that tweeted at them and feels the sentiment of you know the, the all the you know the memory of Johnny. That's what they have. Johnny, you know, Johnny was funny, and he and all of a sudden, oh jeez, does it ever end? Well, everybody, did you know I met Johnny? In the parking lot. Uh, it's when I was in the Coast Guard. Uh, and I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, uh, Can Good you morning, tell boys. Us? Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> Good morning, boys. Yeah. We were. Uh, Did he have tennis shorts on? No, he. That's what I heard he used to wear a lot. Back then, rich people wore tennis shorts, even if they didn't play tennis. It was a big thing in the 80s. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but everybody was wearing tennis shorts everywhere. Me too. This had been about 2002. So maybe it was a year or two before he died, but. I was in the Coast Guard. We had a little bit of time to kill, so we went to this place called uh, Elliott Bay Marina. It's where all the nice, fancy yachts were. And we just kind of were walking down the dock, and it was early morning, and uh, I heard someone say, uh, good morning, boys. And I looked over, and Johnny was uh, drinking a cup of coffee, smoking a cigarette, so <sighs> I had to just, like, stop and light a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> did he say, did he say, did he just keep moving? Huh? Did he just keep moving? No, it was just, it was a generalized zag. Yeah. Good, you know. Five, but about 10 years ago was the first time I ever went up to Burbank where you show, like, there's an underground tunnel from his house to this, I think, the little putting range he had. So you would oh, go, cool. he had it on the other side of the street, so he would go under it with a golf cart and then on the other side of the, and then oh, own property on the other end of it, too. But he didn't have to go across the street to do it. But anyway, folks, that's our show. Actually... I'm sorry to squeeze this in. No, I, don't worry. If we go to close and we, five more minutes is not going to do anybody anything but just feel heard. I just I found this really cool thing on the internet. It's a, uh, well, it's it's on Netflix, uh, but I, I found a clip on the internet here. It's, it's a sweet documentary. It's uh, like behind the scenes of the Three Stooges, and it's really cool. Uh, can I play a little bit of sure. it? Sure. All right. We were just three Stooges. Oh. 
Yeah, so we were just three stooges. We were just three stooges. We were doing that the other night. That's so funny. We were just three stooges. I didn't know. Because it's with the Beatles, it's oh, always right. like, we didn't know. We were, we're just oh, four boys. Paul had a guitar. Yeah. We were just four boys. I, was, yeah, I had a guitar. Drum. We I were just five guys making hamburgers. Five we didn't guys. know. We didn't know. We were just three stooges. We didn't know. All three stooges. I hit Mo. He hit Larry. We both scream at each other. We didn't know. One day someone told us this might be funny. This might be funny. I punched Mo. Larry. Mo wanted to kill Larry. We were just three men. That we was were just, just our regular hair. We didn't know. I remember this one time we were we owned a we owned a laundromat. You guys remember that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We all owned a laundromat. And there Those was were different time. times. There was another time we uh we joined the the Nazi ranks. We were just four boys. And I, I I spun around on the ground yelling whoop whoop whoop. Why I order? <laughs> <laughs> I just went, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, wise oh, guy. Yes. All right, uh, folks, here's I what we did. another time we, we owned a restaurant, and the customer thought I was cutting up a cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was, was just kind of nonsense like that. The only thing that made me laugh on the Three Stooges, am I saying it right, mm-hmm. is when the, they had these three women, and they would put, like, veils over their faces, and they had a beautiful eyes. And then, of course, the three of those guys. <laughs> you know, that's what their abilities are to communicate with, a, with a, to try to get someone to, to be with. <laughs> so, you know, they, but they, these three loved it. They were like, now you're going to have to explain to people what happened. So then they would like all glitter. The eyes would just, just flicker. And then they, do you know what would happen? I'm guessing they pulled a veil away and they're ugly. Yeah. They would have buck teeth. Anyway, well, I'm glad that I've changed my sense of humor. I still can watch it. I can't separate the quality from the show. Well, <laughs> the quality from the show. I can't separate it. Why should I? Should I say I can't? If it makes me laugh, I can't grow. Should I? I the quality. I don't blame the show for the quality. Is that my? Should I? I don't know what I should do. All right, let's bring in some nice music. Can you do a little bit on the piano, but without going over there? <laughs> Go ahead, Aaron. Move over to the piano. You know this song. You know it better than anybody knows it. Here we go. Our humble host. We, is this a good... Well, that's it, everybody. They'll do it big. Wow. Explain it clear. Thank you very much for coming by. So we play Thanks for being in the band. Weekly podcast. All right. His guests. What? Todd's comic friends. Yeah. Do every bit. <laughs> They're All right. never assholes, so hold hands and stop the band. It's the Todd Glass Show. Yes, there were shows. Shut the fuck up. Where Todd got lost, he had to run, run from the bits when there. Fade into Mr. Rogers! It's you I like It's not the things you wear Not the way you do your hair But it's you I like The way you are right now The way down deep inside you Not the things that hide you Not your toys They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember 
Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like Network. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.